The Money Store. Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from Barrage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sport song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this much's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to that's Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my show. I said O-R-I-A-M. That's my name from the other end. Hey, everybody, this is Conan and Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, what's your favorite radio station? I from the garage. Look at the psycho walks into this shit. Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound feet. It's gonna ever keep me down. Live from the Barrage. I saw The Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake. I have a great story. It makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, people? John Hulan, fuck you. Uh, it's not nice. I don't like all the cursing. I really don't. It's unnecessary. Unnecessary, uh, filth. That's what it is. Lazy. Lazy, lazy cursing. Uh, how, <laughs> yeah, we're like the Seinfeld of podcasts. Let me try something here, audio-wise, to make sure something's not right. Uh, these things happen. Uh, okay, good. I don't know what happened there. Uh, welcome back to Live from the Garage here on Radio Nope every Friday night. Yeah. Also, li- listen in on uh, Facebook Live if uh, you know if you so desire, where you could see our faces. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's it's our three hundred episode. Wow! Look at that, guys. It's like one person clap. I can't believe we're still doing this shit. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. The kid that's still picking his butt is probably like 24 years old. Yeah. <laughs> you want to feel? It's like the kid in the cover of Nevermind. Yeah, you want to feel old? <laughs> uh, He's got a degree. <laughs> you got a degree there, Paul? Um, we're very excited about the 300 show. Uh, where'd my Zoom page go? Oh, there we are. Of course. Of course. Um, the only person joining me in the studio today is Patrick Walsh. Thank you for being here, Pat. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, Anytime. It's nice to see you. There's a one person... Li- socially distant. That's right. A one person limit in the studio. We're six feet away. And on the Zoom, I have Adam Krizala. Hello there. Uh, Mario Asaro. Greetings and salutations. Red Hot Ryan Collison. Lighting up What's the up, Pete. y'all? Uh, traveling Pete. Hey, buddy. Who looks a little uh, pensive. Pensive Pete. Of course, Tommy Rockstar will be doing the news later. And who is... Right. It, it, he <laughs> feels it's important to note that... He's the only producer on the. He's the head producer. No, no, no. I've actually uh, absolved myself from full producing. I'm no just an associate producer. It's Adam who's the executive producer. Uh, you're still head producer in my mind, my you're friend. Just trying to make me do more stuff. <laughs> right, exactly. Adam's doing Secret. a good job. And, uh, yeah, of course, Stephen Soli joining us, who's not there. So, <laughs> money God. Money God. Stephen Soli, I hope everyone can hear each other all right in these uh, troubled times. Uh, now, of course, I haven't heard a plane go over in it's weeks. It's coming in low. It's coming in low. You're coming Lighting in hot, Striker. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying to save on fuel costs. Down, down. <laughs> Is it the U.S. Open already? It's Macho Grande, that guy's flying over. Arthur Ashe. And, um, yeah, I don't know what's going on. This, I, that's the first plane I've heard. Something, uh-oh. And it's it went by quick. I hope it's not a military. Uh, uh, it was the, the Blue Angels. 
The Blue Angels. <laughs> They're back. It's the 300 show flyover. Van Hagar playing in the background. <laughs> I didn't know if you guys know this. Adam arranged that. Every 100th show, the Blue Angels fly, fly over my house. <laughs> I they a, get their wings. I have it coordinated with them. That's where your Patreon money's going. Good. What if that movie It costs $550,000. What's that, Stephen? I said, what if the movie Blue Chips was actually about the Blue Angels? <laughs> Shaq and the Blue Angels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nick Nolte. Right. Nick Nolte offers the Blue Angels, um, you know, illegal bribes. <laughs> Ringers. Play for the basketball team. They're like, we don't, we don't even play basketball. He's like, shut up. So mad. Hey, ever see, ever seen a movie with Nick Nolte where he's not angry? I think I was constantly pissed off. It's his default <laughs> setting. <laughs> so, uh, his method. Welcome back to Live from the Barrage here on Radio. We're very excited. Uh, it's our 300th show, and our guest will be. Ooh. I don't know if you guys Drum know. Who. Gong. Drum roll a gong? I don't know. Uh, listen, I can't do everything. I'm sweating. I know. I'm, not I'm gonna sweating. Say I'm, so, I'm so nervous. I'm sweating. Trying to get prepared. Are you stoked? I'm stoked to have Brian Stack on the show. Yeah. Wow. Brian Stack. Holy shit. We know him. He's an actor. He's a writer. He's a comedian. And uh, we know him from the uh, the Conan show. You might know him from my late night YouTubing. Right. Oh, my God. Well, so if you've been on this show, and like the cast has, it, usually I get loaded at the end of the show. Yep. And I make, yeah, thank you, Tommy. <laughs> I make everyone watch uh, Brian Stack Supercuts until they yep. like, uh, I, it's three in the morning. I have to leave. The Uber's here. Yeah, so I made the Uber's here. I make them watch that. It's the funniest thing ever. And many characters on Conan, many uh, funny, hilarious things that I think about daily. Daily. Other, I think about him daily. Daily. Yeah. Artie Kendall, the Frankenstein wastes a minute of our time. <laughs> the interrupter. <laughs> the interrupter, which is perfect for this show. Mario, you're going to like this. Inappropriate. All these great things. He's a, but he's a, also importantly, he's a huge music fan. He likes the stuff we like, like the replacements oh. and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I hope to talk to him about uh, music as well. Hopefully, we can do a little crap, not crap with him. Then. Hopefully, we can. He's too nice. He's too nice. He's like the nicest guy. guy named Kilty. Probably. I will ask him if it's still okay to make fun of the Scottish. And uh, I, am I not the original interrupter? What you the are, hell's going well, on here? Yeah, well, you're, I, yeah, you're probably older than Brian. Yeah, you're older than Brian Stack. You've been interrupting people way before he came around. He's uh, two years younger than me. You're taller. He's than him. two years what? Younger than younger me. than you? Yes, he is. <laughs> so we'll have him on the air later at nine o'clock, and it's really nice of him to do it. So we, we're we're we're. Yeah. Excited as all get out, as they say. To uh, yeah, talk we've to him. we've been wanting this for a long time, and yeah. it just kind of came together. So uh, this is like on that, guys. my uh, dream guest. I hope I don't screw it up. I think you'll be fine, John. Uh, I have faith in you. Three hundred shows, you got it down, right? Uh, Three hundred shows. I had to write down, hit record on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I'm getting it framed. Look at Mario. Sorry. I don't know if you guys yeah. can read backwards. But, there it yeah. is. Hit record. <laughs> You know, fun fact, I came on the show basically on our 30th show, so it's been like 10 times the time here. Wow, you're good, pretty good at been here for 90%. I take yeah. umbrage with that being fun. <laughs> the, great, <laughs> the greatest thing is no one on this panel has been invited to be on the show. I don't think it's great. <laughs> right. It just kind of rolled together. But I like the way it all came together. What do you, how do you guys feel about doing 300 shows? Should we, should we quit? And I, it's like, I want to quit. Oh, You've been wanting to say that out loud? show three. Yeah, I know. <laughs> show one. I remember telling somebody in show 100, I'm like, that's crazy. I'm done with this. You know, it's bullshit. <laughs> but um, you, you, this is the problem when Adam is so good at producing and getting guests. Yeah. 
Like yep. you feel bad quitting because you can't. Now you're obligated to have the next guest. Well, and then Adam will be on the hook to cancel with a great guest. You're screwed because you run it. <laughs> right. And, right. And so you it. have to be here. I got to be here, right. Yeah. Me, I could just flew it out. Are you done, Pat? You're, you know, you've, you've been showing up less and less. Uh, be honest. I don't know if you, somebody gets a guy a newspaper. <laughs> the fucking global pandemic. Globo. Uh, what? What's going on? Yeah, exactly. I heard something's going around. Exactly. I got Tommy telling me to download TikTok. I got the fucking <laughs> got the Chinese in my fucking phone. You look the pandemic's the only show. reason why I haven't quit in the past three months. Is that right? What the fuck else am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. No excuses. What, do I have to go to a wedding or something tonight? I mean, you exactly. sit at home and stare at a wall. I don't have to quit. I just frequently get fired. Right, you're fired again. It keeps way. coming back. I'm going to yeah. fire Mario before the interview and then rehire him after. Preemptive strike. <laughs> <laughs> so we're happy to listen. 300 episodes and uh, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. We get we get more and more listeners every week. <laughs> Yeah, you should see the ratings. <laughs> One each week. It's amazing. Well, Tommy just got a huge pay bump for being head producer. Oh my god! Listen, this guy—he's got to do his taxes quarterly now. He bought an extra house after producing this show. Another shanty. <laughs> we're all in the we're all in the hole. He's in the gentry class. I didn't buy another house, but I bought some house system. I went out to the Poconos the other day and I bought myself one of these trailers. You guys know about these trailers? You Paul? must be really bored. You just keep yeah. buying like country Fine shit. shit. Yeah. You are. You what are kind of trailer, Tommy? A trailer, a trailer to like carry wood, or a trailer like a, a, a home, like an RV thing. Like an RV thing for like basically put Hugo in it so he can live in there. You know, you're uh, gonna be a country capitalist. You have to. It's one of those old chrome ones, isn't it? Well, yeah, let, what do you call this? The Silver Airstream? Streamer? The Airstream, that's yeah. it. That's what Neil that. Young used to Airstream ride around. Uh, yeah, uh, touring an Airstream. The Airstream. Ooh, a bumpy. Well, check it out. Hot. That thing was built in 1969, which is the same year that the cabin was built. So I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. You know? so we the moon. I, well, I went on this thing called Facebook. They have this marketplace, right? And uh, the guy put it up, and not 24 hours after putting it out, I'm like, that's exactly what I want. So I made how an mu offer. How much? Get down to Did the brass tax here, by the way. Well, you, the, uh... you want me to reveal the number you want to play some prices right And for the audience, yeah. if you ever want to... Uh, not embarrass yourself. Uh, brass tax is a T A C K S, isn't that right, Patrick? That is correct. Mm -hmm. If you want to build a canoe, they use brass tax. <laughs> you have a computer in front of you. Why do you always default to me? <laughs> I can't touch the computer. The, the whole show will go haywire. I'm barely hanging on over here techno uh, technologically. No, well, I, I default to you because you're smart <laughs> and you know shit like that. Brass tax. So don't type the X. Thank you. Good, good, I'll give good you luck guys on a little, uh, social media. Is Price it a 69? It's a 1969 with all original interior with, like, one owner. Uh, you got the original 1969 interior. It's probably all, is it all, like, is you know, because, yeah, it rots and... No, believe it or not, there's no rust. There the axles in pretty good shape. Mm -hmm. uh, the animals were living in it. <laughs> the, the band, the animals. It's out in, uh, it was out in Lake Wallenpompak. You guys know where that is? Yeah, Wallenpompak, yes, yeah, sure. It's the largest man-made lake almost, in the uh, um, United States, I believe. But uh, I Pat, is that the? <laughs> really? Yeah, they filmed Dirty summer, Dancing actually, there. Yeah, last summer. That's where we got pulled over by the sea police. Right. Oh, they leave inside of my head. The sea police. <laughs> well, this guy put it up. He put it up for uh, what? Do you, he was asking for ten five. Oof. And, and what, is, oh, what does that mean? Are you talking in grands? Yeah, in grands. He's oh. just really bad at CB. It's in pounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big 10-5. Does it have a hole in it like your other boat? You're like, yeah, hey, you got to take $5 off. My trailer's got a hole in it. <laughs> He's the only guy who bought a trailer on Bring a Trailer. <laughs>
No, but basically, uh, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. But then the next morning, he's like, you know, I had a local yokel neighbor come Listen, over. Listen, you know you have to keep this bit going to keep so we have stuff to talk about. You have to buy uh, something recreational every single every week. week. Yeah. <laughs> Got a boat. Yeah. Put my hot tub in the uh, RV. So, yeah, I bought a seaplane. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Speaking of which, and I don't mean to interrupt you, <laughs> Tommy, mm -hmm. but... um. I was watching this sh this show. It's the most set up show it was on today that I've ever seen in my life. Storage Wars. <laughs> um, well, yeah, maybe that's a little. You know, this one's more set up, I believe. It's called Airplane Repo. Airplane what the Repo. Fuck is that's that? right. <laughs> <laughs> they go around and repossess uh, airplanes, and it's the most set up shit you ever saw in your goddamn life. Allegedly, all, all don't those sue shows me. Are set up. The yeah. guy comes running out in his bathrobe with a cigar in his mouth. Right. Hey, what are you doing? That's asshole. my helicopter. And, like, they <laughs> pretend to fight. It's, like, really bad. Worse than storage wars, right? Is Dykstra in? What a setup. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, 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 they steal planes. Didn't Lenny Dykstra have some shit like that? They steal them? They, well, they steal, steal them for the bank. They like, re repossess them. Yeah, right. You, you know what repossession uh, means, Tom? Oh, how often does that happen, that someone's going around? Not, like, a, not often. Apparently not so often after 2015, because that shit got canceled. I <laughs> 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 no they needed a script. Yeah, I, mean, I should be researching Brian Stack and looking up airplane re repo on Wikipedia. <laughs> Come on, ended in 2015. Mm. <laughs> there is one show that's not set up, and that was Alone. Did you get that text I sent you last night, John? Yeah, yeah I also got a text you sent me yesterday, which said uh, the following. Let me see here. Here's Mario texting me last night. Uh, Great radio. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> what do like I Any Anybody... No. Oh, my God. First, yeah, first of all, I just went back to a text where I sent Mario a Peanuts comic that's obviously... Not written by Charles Schultz. It's like a meme, and he was like, "You're spreading fake news." That's what you're telling. Yeah, but I mean, it's I can't even get into that. I mean, I'm gullible. I believe that. I know the meme. Look at this meme, Pat. It's look at the font first of all, and it's Lucy holding the football, right? And it says the GOP is much too dangerous right now. If we defeat them, we can work towards progressive change next election. I go, I'll send this to Mario because that's what he sounds like. The font is it's just typed in. It's not even like in the Peanuts font. He writes back to me. Don't sully the good memory of Charles Schlub. <laughs> oh, no, it does say Schlub. Did this actually run in the syndication, or is it a is is it a fabricated? Yeah. yeah so I write back, sense. obviously sarcastic. Yes, it's an original. I actually, I'll, I'll I wrote Lee Nuts comic. I'll give you that. It's an original Lee Nuts comic. You could tell by the font. Jesus Christ, Grandpa! I write. I have a hard time. Now he uh, still doesn't get that it's fake. Anybody can duplicate the font. Did it run in syndicated newspapers as a, an official Peanuts comic? Then he writes, how can, you put, right? how can you put job on <laughs> Brian Stack? I sent a reply to you, item in Tommy by email. So what time they, of night was this? I, I meant to say great job. You know I'm talking it's to It's not text. that he's drunk. He's talking to text. <laughs> and well, when you sent me, you sent me something that said something crazy. I don't even know where it is. Right. Tell him about Alone. What happened in Alone, John? This guy stabbed a muskox. I didn't watch. I don't watch the show. I got your text. that you, he said, I don't know what a muskox is. It's a, it's a gigantic muskrat? animal. Muskox. So the, yeah, the long and short of it is Mario said that this guy tracked down the that's muskox that's an and, after, and had to stab it to death like live on he had TV. One arrow, one arrow. And, and so he's now trailing this thing that won't die. And finally, he's like, it's so dark. I have to put it out of its misery. Stick around and for music on with muskox. Combat and stabs this guy, <laughs> stabs him and runs away. And then he goes back and stabs him. With, and then he just cuts into him, 
takes out his heart and starts eating it. Eat Delicious. the heart? Uh, Aged. Yeah. I started watching Not Hannibal. You don't eat the heart. This, this is a Hannibal. You're talking about this Hannibal Lecter never takes the oh, heart. Yeah, like the yeah. They have to film themselves. It's That's not how you safe. steal their soul. Right. <laughs> it's like steal a helicopter. I like they always thank the animal. Like that makes it better. Like ah, uh, you know, we got to <laughs> eat the heart. So muskox repo. Muskox repo. Now that is a show. You know, we're coming up with a lot of ideas here. Let's see if we will run some ideas by Brian Stack and see if the connections marketable. There was spitball. So go ahead, Tommy. Sorry. No, it's fine. Well, basically, what happened was I went out to the lake. I drove out to the lake and uh, the I got lake. one of these trailers, you know? No, 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 no. Drove out. Was it and, the uh, last trailer in, in the Walmart? No, but, ba -na 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 -na. but what happened was this uh, local yokel offered him a, a little uh, less below asking price. So I, I we really wanted this thing. So I, Sucker I it again, Tommy Rockstar. Man. Uh, I powered. I pulled one of these power real There's estate. There's a guy. Moves. He's looking to buy it. I'm an interested buyer. Tom pulled a power move and paid retail. <laughs> well, I paid. I actually paid more than retail. I, oh, I paid good. over asking price. <laughs> really? Well, I was asking for a million dollars. Uh, yeah. Shrewd. I, I guy came in yesterday and said uh, he wanted to drive it right out of here. Last chance. I predict this thing is worth double its current value. Really? Yeah. So you and, paid the guy double? No, I paid him. <laughs> I paid him 500 over asking, and then if I wanted to flip it right now, I could probably flip it for double, Why? but we're not, because what we're no. going to do is we're going to bring it up to the cabin. Right, the old cabin. The old cabin. But you see where it's going is on this ridge. It's see? going nowhere. It's on blocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, tires are square, but I'm changing those. But the problem is, is that... Exactly. The only thing going is you go. That's a sunroof. If you guys remember the tale of Bob number one and Bob number two... Ah, the old... <laughs> they, yeah, that's right. You see, Bob number two is like a known trailer thief, as is the case with a lot of the, the thieves up in the Catskills. Right. So I've been researching. Well, a lot a, of you should have never moved to Trailer to Thief Mountain. Trailer Thief at Sundance. Uh, trailer Thief is my favorite Super Chunk song. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been researching all these different ways to keep this thing secured. So I got one of these uh, chocks or whatever they call them, chocks. Yeah, like a four by four piece of chocks. wood or something. Yeah. So it doesn't like roll that. down the mountains. Yeah, well, that and also what are those called? Like a like a boot. I got a boot. You know. Yeah, you lock uh, the wheel. You got you. Tommy, Tommy's like, don't defund the police. Who's gonna give me tickets? And he bought his own boot. <laughs> you can buy them on like Amazon <laughs> for like fifty bucks. I booted you know? myself. There's no cops around anymore. Yeah, but then they make this other like trail ball hitch protector, so nobody can like hitch to the back of your caboose and yeah. take it. You know? uh, what, what is that? What is it, a lock that goes over the knob? Yes. Interesting. Yes, yes. But then they have this tracking yes. device where you can put yeah. a, like one eight hundred like GPS tracking device, so you hide it in, like a microwave or How whatever. How much you pay for that? <laughs> and then when somebody goes in and makes a burrito, your tracking exactly. is done. Let me ask you this, Tommy. Did you pay this all up front or are there payments? Because uh, on RV repo, you're going to be in trouble. With <laughs> I actually took a leap of faith and give this guy a check for over ten grand and then left and like haven't seen him in a week. So. Yeah. So so make a couple oh, tote bags. Broke. I know. What the fuck? Let's, like, can we get into this <laughs> right now? I got, so, I got something to say. Jesus. And you're working. Go ahead, I work. What do you want? I'll sell it to you. I got it. Whatever you want. No, do we I had to throw that? a chair at a dog today. <laughs> I work. I I really? You did? Uh, uh, kind of. Kind of just scraped it along the floor. It was towards. more like lion tamery. Down, like, Fido. Down, cigarettes out on it. Gus. Gus. <laughs> well, we've been saving for a while for this, and so the opportunity struck, and so we we striked. You know, we tiger, tiger opportunity sold. struck, so we striked. Yeah. Opportunity strikes back. Yes, and so a movie that Tommy and I don't understand. Apparently, we'll talk <laughs> about that later. 
It actually does have a toilet, but it's um. The guy tells me I have to empty it every time we go. So <laughs> you I have to flip the tanks. whole thing over. Yeah. yeah, you gotta get a little tank, Tommy. It's rude understand. to take a deuce in the. In Did the you train. bring it home yet? <laughs> no, no deuce so, in the caboose. This leads, this leads me to what I was doing today because you see we're bringing it up to like this ridge where it's got a flat piece of land, but yeah, you see I realized push it over. you can't put a trailer where you're going to expect grass to grow, and so I had to till the land like an old like an old farmer right. to like make sure it's all flat. So I spent all day in the hot sun like tilling like with ox and shit to get. That's like, why you're late to the Zoom meeting. Like, that's where good was, for you. Where was Hugo during all this? Where's your rototiller? Hugo was well, inside drinking whiskey and reading Hugo the Beastie Boys. But... <laughs> he absolved himself for this time This time around. So. Yeah. I think we could fly in Philip Ruta and get him here from Germany. So what are you going to do with this trailer? And also, I noticed that when you were ex- describing that just now, you kind of went into a country accent. You're, you're... Tommy Rockstar. The Hickening. The Hickening. Oh, it's, it's like a metamorphosis. <laughs> happening no what, what's happening is we have to, we had to lay some like geo fabric down so that no weeds can grow through geo fabric and then yeah. i went to the local rock guys and they brought me like two trucks of rocks to like lay flat so i had to like mush all that out with like oxen so it's the like, rock guys that how much was the check you cut the rock guys that wasn't too bad that was a hundred bucks <laughs> oh rocks that's gonna cost copies of aerosmith's rock <laughs> surrounded by rocks you live on a mountain I know, but you you know you just go rock delivered. collecting. You need uniform size and exactly. uh, if the grass isn't going to grow, if, if the grass isn't going to grow there anyway, like putting down, who can? It's just going to be rocks. It's <laughs> more like gravel, but you know what? Over gravel, years, yeah. oh, here over comes the egg, rock over expert Mario Azar. I know because I did. I was researching it from the side of my house. Over years, well, there's there's weeds will grow side of my Eventually, house. Mario. Eventually, you know. <laughs> yeah, his wife kicks him out. He has to research in the driveway. <laughs> no researching in the house. But so here's the biggest fear of all is that I've never driven one of these trailers, and these th- this thing is 31 feet long. You don't have to drive it; you drive the car. No, no but I mean, like I've never towed anything you're that big. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna once it starts swinging a little, then it's just like perpetually keeps oh. going, and you're fucked. That's yeah. why I, you know, Violent if I if I buy one, you wobble. Yeah, it, it, you... once it starts wobbling, you you're done because it's just gonna keep being yeah. worse and worse. Yeah. Oh, I suggest no. YouTube videos on reverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. now I you're driving a, a tractor trailer. You have to go counterintuitive to the opposite. You're going the other way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mario, you can't find one of your neighbors, one of the bobs, or one well, of the... It's funny. Steal it. There only is you one bob. You're going to ask the yeah. RV thief to teach you how to back, <laughs> back <laughs> it into his own driveway. Pay 50 bucks to come with you. Well, it's funny you say that, Mario. So what I started doing is besides, like Pat said, researching a lot of how to drive a video. video. How to drive a video. Well, how to drive a tra- uh, trailer video. I basically- hey, how you doing, guys? I, uh, I thanks a- for checking out my video. Hey, if you uh, like this, uh, hit, make sure to like and subscribe. And smash that like button, bro. Yeah, hit, hey hit the bell. Here's how to reverse a trailer. Hey, guys. It's just like an angle of a I'm, wheel. I'm like, just show me how to tie flies. I'm bored. <laughs> show me how to use a drill. Check me out on Instagram, man. Hey, guys. I w- make sure to win. In, 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 in a precautious step, I went to this place called Orange County uh, Trailers. Choppers. <laughs> yeah. Choppers. They just, it's a pop-up. They fold it up. Tommy! <laughs> and now uh, I, got, I got like one of these brake systems installed. So Good. check this out. When I hit my brake, it's a line that hits the brake on the trailer as well. So it's ah, super yeah, sure. Yeah. 40 years old. Right. Yeah, sa- the safety. Is, the tires are no good, so I had to call a local like Lake Wallenpompak Tire Hut place. It's a, every well, this is all a big like chain scam where they reference yeah, the next guy. Oh, you get yeah, oh, all related. Oh, you got you don't have that. You got to go see oh, Phil. Yeah. It's a pyramid scheme. At the end of it, his money's aluminum. They're all sitting in the uh, Four Races bar uh, in, in the mountains <laughs> later, high fiving and drinking uh, Miller Highline on the lake. <laughs> right. So he ordered these special type of tires. He said they were hard to get. You know? Yeah, so, real hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's reeling you in. Yeah. Oh, they call it old Schwinn dealership. <laughs> Starting to sound like the stock. Motion's 11. <laughs> <laughs> so because the original tires have dry rot, you know? So. Sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> can't get a 12-inch tire anywhere. But the thing is, you can't take that trailer out of there until you, like, transfer the title. So the only place in Lake Wall and Pompac that you could do that is, like, a place called Kathy's, like, Bait Tire and Tackle Shop. Right. It's another. They just put up a... Yeah, it's the same will. store. They keep putting up a different sign. Exactly. It keeps showing up. It's also Kathy's Bait office. and Switch. <laughs> bait and Switch. Bait and Switch. So they close, they close early on Saturday. So yeah, I gotta they sure do. Early. And I got to get this guy and his old granddad who owned the trailer and grab him by the wrist. And it's the same the guy, just puts on like an old beard. And yeah, they cashed that check and left town. Right. No, <laughs> when Santa you're, Claus comes to visit. You're sweating, you're sweating bullets, copy and paste in NewYorkPost.com. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Are we almost at the point where your trailer got impounded? We're all, almost there. So, so basically, what happens is I got to meet Kathy at the bait and tackle and title shop. Kathy's bait and, and it, switch. It, and then transfer that title. And then I got to go back to hook this thing up. And I've never done that before. So I'm hoping the old man trailer guy will do that for me. Well, <laughs> well, you have to, if you buy a trailer, you're going to have to learn. It's not that hard. You, put it, on the, you put it on the ball and there's a little locking mechanism there. You lock that down and uh, Funny you, you, know, you, you hook up the wires to the brakes and the light. I got two different balls, dude. I got two different ty- types just in case. Oh, you're going to need a double ball for that. You got two balls, Tommy? I'm glad to hear it. Wow. Oh. There's, a, there's a two inch and a two and five sixteenth inch. What's your license plate number? Because I'm never driving behind you on the highway. Well, it's funny you say that, so Leah's going to get suckered down to drive three hours to follow me to protect me from cops from behind. Poor Leah. Uh, why? Why would the cops pull you over? Well, I need, like a, I need like a wide load sticker on the back just in case so she can protect me, you know? So, uh, why wide load? You're not a wide load. Well, it's eight feet. It's a trailer. Wide, it should be road not a wide worthy. Load. worthy. Why don't you get a Why don't you get yeah. a wide load sign and put it on there? It's, it's not, not a wide load. It? It's, it's a trailer. It's the it's point is to drive it on a public interstate. Well, I was going to have it on a flatbed truck, but oh, then I, I pulled over like it a has truck driver, wheels. and he, la- he laughed at me because he was like, "Kid, it's a trailer. It's supposed to be trailed." <laughs> Do you understand that a trailer has wheels and it's supposed to drive behind the car? Right, right, right. right. Let's start Can- there. Maybe you could uh, get Friedman and Sanchez to come with you. I heard they handle uh, <laughs> wide load cases all the time. That's right, Friedman and Sanchez. Don't forget to <laughs> stop by them. If only Tommy knew somewhere he could print a sign that says wide load. I know. <laughs> I just want to say uh, happy 300 shows. Thank you. This is the greatest 300 <laughs> show ever, by the way. Why did, but the, we didn't get to the real question. Why did you buy the trail? What is the purpose right. of the trail? You live in the country anyway. You're going to go camping at like another mountain? I don't get it. For his buddy. He well, wants to glamp. You gotta, oh, for Hugo to live in this? Why doesn't Hugo buy his own house? I know he should. I should build bothering him. people. Yeah. I should build him for his own housing. Yeah. You're not telling people your real, your real ulterior motive, are yeah. you, Tommy? Well, here's the deal. So, yeah, give us the. Give, be honest. Give us uh, yes. the. Give us the real story here. You don't. No one just buys an RV yeah. and doesn't want to drive it. I don't get it. Something. It's a well, missing the, piece of this puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, this is more of a believe it or not, a Leah project. She's so excited for this thing, and so I was like, I wanted to build a house where the trailer's going. But then Leah's like, Do we have to fucking build everything? And I'm like, yeah, What do you mean, build a house? A third house? I was going to build another house on the property there. Oh, like oh a like a guest house. Yes, like a, like a not a single A frame, but what's never been done before a double A frame. A V frame. 
inverted. So I have to get a ladder to get in. You're like the Donald Trump of, of Monroe, man. You're like buying and selling real estate. No, you're like and... you're like the Jackie Martling of this show. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I see Jackie at a Chuckles and Mail. He's got this little dump of a house. Can't even fit the table in it. I like he's gonna flip it. He's actually gonna flip it physically. You have to flip it over. It's on its it's on its side. Remember when you were a kid and you'd lay down and you'd think, what if the ceiling was the floor? I was gonna build like these two A frames together and connect them with a platform so you can. W like frame. Space. An yeah, M frame. M frame, right. Yeah. And uh, I, I had it all planned out, and I started getting into like, talking to lawyers and architectural plans until this local like uh, excavator who does my lawn. <laughs> Did you ever sit by the fire up there, just put your feet fucking. up and take it easy? No? Is that out? Leo really wants that to happen, but one year we'll do that, I swear. You're I swear. manic. You're all over the place. Like You can't sit still. You're going nuts. Yeah. my blood. The, the tri-state area is a crime zone, and they are all taking Tommy for a ride. Yeah. It's a walking stimulus. Yeah, so you just like wait, wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night, and you're like, I need an Airstream trailer. I but this like local yokel guy was like, Tommy, you ain't building shit up there. And I said, why not? He was like, that's where your septic leach field is, so you can't build a foundation there. Sure, yeah. He ruined, he ruined sure. my dreams. And you don't need a foundation. Go, well, you just, I, for, oh. <laughs> I don't want to. I, need, I can't explain to everything to you. I only well, have an anyway, hour. It's only a three-hour so, show. Turns out that an airstream doesn't need a foundation. See? Why don't you just get Hugo a tent? Right. <laughs> and quit bothering people. Stop you bothering mean, people. Just pay his rent. <laughs> well, I have to pay Why him. don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? So anyway, so basically I'm bringing it up there, and what I did was I made a little landing strip and some gravel, and we're going to pull it up there tomorrow, and it's a three-hour drive, but I'm, the problem is Bob owns the bridge, and this bridge is small. And I'm I don't remember a bridge. There's like a little steel bridge. You're going to make an S-shaped Yeah, floor. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to come back and find a tunnel. I'm exhausted. Uh, so you're afraid you're going to flip it over on the bridge and the thing's yes. going to go seaworthy, right? Well, put yes. the boat underneath it. Oh, Tommy, the water this is property. Not, I thought you were going to put this in Monroe. No, this is going up to the, the A-frame. <laughs> but what about the hot it's tub? so hard that's to... The, putting, putting the stream in Keep track. <laughs> no, that's in his that's in he his bed it, house. He bought it downstream. Uh, Venus is in my bed house because I'm broke. It's so hard to afford anything. Keep all your, track of all your properties. It's the spec yeah. house. No, basically, uh, the, the hot tub was for Leah to kind of keep her, you know, in Yeah, she looks very really happy in it. In oh, but this is in so, line. So basically, uh, no, we're gonna pull this up, and then uh, you know, friends and family can stay there and they can enjoy it. But we're gonna Leah wants to renovate it, so that's her baby. Her, I get the real reason for this. You don't want anyone in the freaking house. You're gonna put us out in the trailer when we come to visit. Bullshit! I'm going in the in the house. No, Mario's going in the trailer. You can go in the house. I'm not. I'm not uh, going in your toilet and emptying it out and shit. You're out of your mind. I'm in oh, the house. Gonna, we're gonna hook a piping that goes into the forest. Oh, so yeah. The DEP won't notice. Oh, you know? Dude, it's illegal. I bring my own pop-up technology. Thank you. I don't need anything. Yeah. I even have a bucket to piss in. You sleep in a, in the garage anyway. It's, yeah. What's the difference? Why don't you just I hog mean, a hole right into the septic tank I since you're pouring? I woke up yesterday with a slug <laughs> put it over there anyway. So I get what? it now. Let's review. The reason, okay. now we've got the real reasons. He didn't buy an RV to drive it around and see the, see no, the no, country. No. He bought it because he couldn't pour a foundation on the top of the septic tank. So he right. decided mm -hmm. to get a mobile vehicle to put on top of gravel. Where, where he could put the guests out there to stay. The guests will be sleeping above the separate. Uh, you, you gotta sleep at old Hugo. Hope that's not a problem. You know, he's a, yeah, don't bother him. He kicks. <laughs> and snores. Uh, no, I gotta say, it's actually a very beautiful... How do you think he feels? That's a punchline to... I know it's, right. <laughs> it's a very very beautiful uh, like, skyline. 
You could st stare at the sky and the mountains, and uh, it's a very relaxing area. So I hope you guys stare at the sky and stuff. How much do you charge for this experience? If you were to put this on Airbnb, <laughs> I want a glamp package. Oh, I don't know. Airbnb and switch. Airbnb. <laughs> Airbnb. 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 Who's watching the trailer now while you're on the on the air? Oh, who who knows? Airbnb is just an afterthought. You never know with these things. We'll see. Maybe it's, one day. It's yeah. After the Airbnb. global pandemic. That's a good one. Airstream B &B. year round Air um, experience. So, Actually, uh, Ryan, it's uh, yeah. not. It has to go from May till October. Air LOL. We get, this, we get this thing called snow up there, and it gets pretty high up there. Uh, and we have to explain precipitation at the time. Right? So Hugo gets pretty high up there too. I hear. <laughs> Actually, when he was buying the house, oh, it never snows up here. Oh, the airstream's lovely. You can stare at the snow. Ridge. Too high to snow up here. But, yeah. Well. F A-frames B.O.B.s are a big thing up there. They're going for big money, $340,000 That's right. So hopefully that would work out one day. But, you know, who's to speculate? You know, who's to speculate? Oh, my God. You're 11 grand deep. squatting in one of your properties. My life is spinning out of control. I am coming to one of your houses. Stephen, come work for Tommy Rockstar Co. Well, Stephen, I'm sleeping. Yeah, exactly. You're sleeping. He's 11K deep in folly. Literally. When are you starting a psychedelic mushroom farm? <laughs> yeah, actually, I had someone. Yeah, then I'll show up. I actually had someone reach out to me like, "Yo, bro, you mind if I grow some shrooms in one of your acres?" Oh god, this is we're on the air, by the way. You know that. I said no. I said, you're, so let's you're you're dumping waste into the stream and starting an illegal mushroom farm. You can do it inside, easy enough. You don't need a whole patch. In the house, you can do yeah, that. Yeah, in a fish tank. Oh, oh look at the wheels turning right now. I'm so glad <laughs> we have Zoom. Man, exactly. Why can't I like uh, oh, trick that. Tommy into some kind of a uh, money deal where I take his money? Gotta hoodwink him. <laughs> two <laughs> days from now, two days from now, Tommy's gonna be getting arrested and trying to steal email. somebody's cow shit. Yeah. Trying to grow mushrooms. There is a cow farm is around the corner, actually. Yeah. It's funny you say that. It's funny oh. you say that. <laughs> How about the? Uh, can I know that Bob has a bridge there, and did he sell it to you? And is it hard? Will the trailer fit over the one in? Brooklyn, because well, uh, <laughs> I want to have it. We'll talk a, after there. the show. I have a deal for you. Bob's cool and all, but he's a little nosy, so I'm waiting for him to, like like Ryan said, set up a toll booth. and then just, Nosy? Like, that guy saw the trailer and freaking, he's like, this is this, this is too good to be true. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see that? You ever see that <laughs> show? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they trap him. Yeah. Does he charge by wheels or tonnage? Bait trailer. Well, actually, here's my biggest fear. So it's 31 <laughs> feet, and that bridge is only 14 feet. So right, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the length, though. No, what? I know, I know, I know. But Don't you have to worry about I'm, the width? It's like a city bus. You know, I'm afraid that it'll get wedged in the on the bridge. You just got to hit it fast. It. Exactly. Got to hit it fast, but wide. <laughs> wide and fast. You want know? <laughs> <Yeah, it's right. laughs> to back up. Right. Rev. Ice Road Truckers oh, over here. Shitty Mitchell top gear. So here's you ever watch Ice Road Truckers? Nobody ever falls into the ice. It's like you watch that show and you're like, this sucks. They Be just drive careful it. out there. Uh, conditions are uh, a little icy. Yeah, a little icy. It's just like, <laughs> call the show Truck Driver. Because, like, I, you know, you, nobody ever goes down. And, like, and they show, and someone stuck a camera below the ice. Like, oh. And they make crackling right. sounds and stuff. But the thing is. A lot of foley work. Like, it's, a, it's a road. They told me they didn't have enough money to <laughs> the budget they were looking for. Yeah, right. Crumpling up a Doritos bag into a I wonder what's going to happen on this episode of Ice Road Truckers. I mean, they drive over the ice. Nothing. Nothing. I'm, I'm really worried about my length, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm worried about my girth. Why? I don't know. Oh, because it won't make the trailer turn. Right, right. And so what I did was in the middle of the night, I snuck out to Bob One's property. And, oh, and I, I, took a, I took a tape measure with me, and while he wasn't looking, I secretly... Oh, he's dead, so how can he look? No, that's Bob, too. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Deuce. 
Yeah, he's a nice guy. The Reckoning. He, yeah. he, that's why we got the tape measure. Bob Two is the carpenter. I'm gonna talk to that guy. He's Bob cool. Two. So, Bo, no, Bob Two's a trailer Electric thief. Boogaloo. Actually, do you so inherit any, anything and from Bob Two? We're here now to help you. <laughs> no, so I'm actually in the middle of the night. I snuck onto his property and I measured the length of his trailer and checked. It's a good idea guy. to sneak onto a, a, a RV thief's <laughs> property in the Yahoo. mountains where everyone's got a shotgun and stuff. Been shot, especially in the mountains. No. Turns out that Bob. One's trailer is 34 feet, three mm. feet longer than mine. Right. And that's really reassuring because now I know mm. that if that thing made the bridge, mm. mine will make the bridge. Mm. But uh, now you have a case of trailer envy. Exactly. Well, it's a fluke right. measuring competition. Tommy, yes, I like the way you think. You know? <laughs> Can you explain that? How he thinks later done to me? The same thing. Yeah, pre, it's called pre con, you know? Mm -hmm. Pre production. Yeah. Uh, what's a precon in San Francisco? 14 minutes. Everybody. Well, it's funny you say that, Ryan. Bob 1's trailer is actually Bob 2's that he stole from Bob 2. So. Right. Wait, how long Wait till you go on his property 31? and measure your own trailer that he stole. It's Bob's is 34 and mine's 31. So you, had the, so you had the sovereign of the road model. Yes, sovereign, international yeah. sovereign model. Traveling wow. Pete checking hey. in with the Looking knowledge of trailer. I just pulled up the blueprint. The blueprint. <laughs> He's a deadhead. He knows these things. <laughs> what do you think, Pete? Looks up he could also fucking hook you up with a ripping grilled cheese. Tommy, follow-up question. Uh, yes, did sir. Bob number one steal the deed to the, to the trailer from Bob two? Like, was it in his uh, suit at his funeral? And did he By the way, it's bullshit, too, that the guy owns the bridge. That's some crap that he told you. Who owns the bridge on the mountain that you have to get to your house? You have to pay a toll? Well, I own the road, but he owns the bridge. So Dude, the owner of the bridge is in your mind, man. Yeah, man. You gotta get that out. Yes, I did you get the Walnut Tree. Bridge, man. Yeah, and the uh, optional rally fun pack. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's like, looking at the models. Yeah, I got the plan. I can't wait to see what next Ralph Cramden uh, bullshit you're cooking up there. <laughs> Another Cramdenous scheme. Cramdenous. <laughs> so but I also have another problem with Trying another Trying to cram neighbor. the show. Into I got a problem with another neighbor, see? Because the thing is, see, is that see? I I technically own this poor kid's uh, driveway. I own the bridge, see? But he, so every time he drives onto his driveway, he's driving on my land. Shoot and that's him. Hey, he's driving on Driving the parkway. Parking on That's gravel code. Right. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I saw if, them he, at CB. if he slips and breaks his leg, <laughs> that's my liability. Why? <laughs> so I'm not going well, I have to do something called a right of easement. Do you guys ever hear of this easement? Yeah. What's the deal? Sure, easement. sure. That's a writ, a writ of easement. Yes. So I have to have like a written deed of writ. Yeah, don't go back to Katie. A written deed of writ. Right. She ain't open Saturdays. If someone, if, if, if one of the old railroad workers slips and breaks their leg on the, in the mountain, Tommy's insured. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another thing. I, getting it insured this trailer was a disaster. By the way, Brian Stackman at 9 o'clock, who played an old insurance salesman on it. Well, to, according to Geico, that they were, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we, we'll just in, we think it's a 1969 piece of shit, so we're just going to give you a couple hundred dollars coverage. Did you tell them that you're not going to drive it? Because then that would lower the insurance. I would imagine. Did you tell them it was all original? Did you tell them, I want to give you more money? Yes. No, I told them, and they were like, we don't care. It's old. You need to go to one of these special vintage like restoration insurance companies. Oh no, and that's going to be more because it's considered restoration insurance. Change the sign, Meredith. Uh, Meredith. It's another Discovery Channel show. <laughs> restoration insurance. <laughs> restoration. Insurance. I think it's scripted. It's program? scripted. It's set up. Actually, it's he did. Canceled in 2013. Is he a notary? No, but we have to go to a notary at Kathy's Bait and Tackle and Title Shop on Saturday. Yeah, that's next. Uh, change it to the notary. Mm. What about your neighbor that's always setting up the signal cannon? 
Oh, the the bomb, uh, uh, Dave the bomber, bomber Dave. <laughs> oh, the ordinance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he lives next door to Jimmy Chihuahua, so the two of them. Kind of what? What is this guy? like? This is. I, hey, everyone, if you're in the mob and uh, people have uh, disappeared, and you're trying to find them. Go to Tommy's yeah. Mountain. It seems like where uh, they relocate everybody. Yeah, exactly. You, That's the land the of the door. nickname. People. Yeah, down there. You got Jimmy the Squid is down there, and uh, you know Mickey Two Eyes. Witness relocation hotspot. <laughs> Tommy <laughs> Trailer. But Tommy Trailer. <laughs> they called him that because he had a trailer. Tommy Two. That's crazy. Yeah, Tommy T-shirts. He turned into Tommy Trailer. <laughs> I gotta call Bobby the Bridge. Remember that uh, Mr. Shell with him bearing the suit, and he's like, "Ah, oh, yeah." And uh, Mickey, uh, one time they called him that because he said everything one time. He goes, "Yeah, this suit stinks," and that's it. They just don't what? <laughs> yeah, but there's a guy who runs around and makes his own bullets up there, right? And he ah, bullet bus. He yeah. does it running. Gunpowder Gary. He's got a chihuahua, and he, he put a bandolier of bullets that he made on the chihuahua, so we call him Jimmy Chihuahua. You know? <laughs> the the, the bomb-making Bob had a bandolier of bullets, and uh, that's the it's news. time for your news. <laughs> it's the wrong segment. Alliteration Mountain. Uh, man, I thought I hated the place I lived in. <laughs> you just yeah, said you were going to move there. <laughs> Come up yeah, for a nice you, dinner, you know? I thought you moved out of Williamsburg. <laughs> Tommy, oh. can I have your place in Williamsburg? I'll be yes. there in like two weeks. Yes, okay. it's all yours. And you I still have that? Pay. No, I do not. We got, that was know. just a rental. We gave that he up. He sold it for five dollars. You were trying to make it happen with Shoshana uh, from Girls. Shoshana. <laughs> Shoshana Lonstein. What's that? <laughs> I've always been more of a Jemima guy myself. What's that? That's the other character from that show. That's the only other oh. one I remember. Because oh, her name is Jemima. Oh, Jemina. Yeah, I yeah, never yeah. watched Girls. She rips it. Like, she... Does she? Oh, yeah. I, no, I thought she was awesome on that show. <laughs> is smoking. that Brian Williams' kid? <laughs> that, the, yeah, the one, I'm, <laughs> the one I was referencing is I'm Brian Williams' kid. <laughs> you know who's on that show? Darth Vader. <laughs> He's good. From Star Trek. Uh, basically... Uh. What I have to do is I got to hide this thing from the, so the neighbors don't know it's there. And now, now he's got to hide it. It's like a, it's a fake trees and camouflage plants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, painted a, a, a dazzle to turn no, off the radar. How about, I have an idea. If the guy next door to you steals the trailer, mm -hmm. um, call the police and or confront him about it. Is that well, a have vintage insurance? The guy, he's actually part of the Get the guy who makes party. the bombs to blow that guy's house oh, up. Done. And burn it well, down. Defund yeah. him then. Defund <laughs> him immediately. In those small towns, what about the tickets? Well, Bob, here's the deal. Bob three, so I, Bob I bought, and Bob. It's the police are in on it. I bought like a camouflage. Eight minutes. I bought a camouflage trailer cover, so that way they won't know it's there. Right, they won't know. They'll be like, ah, it looks, ah, it looks like just a, yeah, it's a ghillie suit. Pilot, camouflage trailer. This will be moving on. Exactly. So they can't steal what they they can't take what they can't steal. Well, you know. I can what are you, Wonder Woman? Uh, for 500 bucks, I could get you an invisibility cloak. I'll send you an invisible. I'll sell you an invisible trailer. It's it's great. You got to see the mileage. It's great mileage. You can't see it. Oh, did you guys know this? This thing doesn't have a motor on it. Yeah. You just pull. You just pull. You just pull it's it. Trailer. Yeah, it's yeah. a trailer. Yes. It's all new to me. It's all new to me. I think you've taken over as ignorant grandpa. I think he's doing. <laughs> I think he's doing shtick. No one is this uh, clueless about. Well, I told you have to go to the DMV, wow. but the DMV is the, the operative letter is M there. The motor, yeah. <laughs> Gonna go to the DRV. I'm gonna raise my hand in the chat room. Go ahead. Uh, I, I before, can't see anyone. Before we go to pause, to break. Go to uh, pause. Three hundred shows. Three hundred shows. I wanted to share something with the gang, and if Adam could bring it up, that would be fantastic. Sean, did you, you? do your cutouts? Did you do your cutouts? I have oh not. I have not. Oh Look, my god. 
I did them. So the Mets, oh um, the Mets are offering uh, for free um, that you could have a cardboard cut out of yourself in the in <laughs> I the think seats. It looks- Great. And here's Mario. Yeah. That's pretty good. He's got his but single evil. You look completely different in every single you picture. You look photoshopped. This is the most photoshopped you've ever no, been. No, this is my son took him. I mean, this is a art, an art piece. It's the the seasons. Winter, you, who decided spring, that the, your garage door should be fall. the background of this? <laughs> Mario, it's art also piece a will no be making an appearance at Tommy's news later. <laughs> New Mets manager, art piece. Comes out. Where'd you get those eyebrows? Here's Mario. Let me explain to the audience listening to the show. Excuse me, sir. Um, see no evil, hear no evil, uh, speak no evil. And Mario's wearing, in the first picture, he's wearing a like a winter hat and a satin jacket. In the second period, he's more of a summertime Mario with the sunglasses, a T-shirt, springtime. And then he's got the summer with the Hawaiian shirt that we missed. Very somehow, combo wobble looking. And a, and, a, and a bucket hat, which is supposed to keep you cool. He's going to play percussion for... That's wonderful, Mario. I love it. Now please stop sharing your screen on my whole screen because you're ruining my show. The Mets will win. Like, Celebration in the fall. That's right. Excellent. Mario, they're going to give you four cardboard cutouts? I have four seats. Four seats. I get four yeah, cutouts. I said, can I do it all myself? And that I rules. said, yeah, my, my four brothers. That's pretty so good. So fucking cool. That is cool. Oh, oh my Mario. God. Aren't they like 80 Good work, Mario. No, they're free for they're season They're free for season wow. and, and Wait a minute. They're going to make them out of like neoprene plastic? No, it's so cardboard, break. Tommy. And cardboard. my rib said I could come <laughs> and get it when it's done. And take home? They're just going to put an umbrella over everybody. But, John, cardboard melts. Cardboard melts, yes. Under, underwater. <laughs> so they haven't seen these. Yeah, they're, they're, they're melts. They open up for condition. hot snakes. What are they open for? <laughs> hot, hot snakes? <laughs> so I got Fudge the... tunnel? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. They were on the... <laughs> if, you, if you got them in today, John, that means you would be guaranteed to be in the stands for opening day, which yeah. is in six days. I told you. We're just going to sneak in there in a cardboard cutout. Yeah, really? Six days? Oh. Yeah. Who are they playing? They're starting off against yeah. Washington, right? Washington. Wait a minute. These guys are really going to play this year? They're not going to wait till next year? 60 games. Yeah, short no, season. In the news. By the way, I don't want them to win because now we're going to have to hear this for the rest of my goddamn life. Not, not a real season. Uh, it's uh, not a real season, hey, bro. You know what's going to happen. Didn't count. Yeah. It was the Grom sick. is hurt. The Grom is hurt. No, he's not. He's fine. He, oh, okay. he, did a, he pitched today. Oh, okay, good. He did a bullpen session today. He had an MRI on his back, yeah, and they found yeah. a brain tumor. Typical Mets. Mm. Tommy has to go to the MRI. Get that yes, thing registered. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't go to the DMV. Motorized you could register it. You could register it here for a small fee, sir. My cousin's got the machine. <laughs> you validate my parking, please. Well, anyway, I'd love for you guys to come up and uh, join me and sleep in this trailer with us one day. So. I'm not a chance. Me and Steven. Me and Pat are on the way. We're going to get an Uber. I'm, I'm taking over your Brooklyn spot, man. That's He's rent, it's gone. He's sold it. Oh, I'm just, just renting it. Rent it. I never rent owned you. that. I just rented oh, it. Yeah. All right. I got to take a break. Yeah. I like a toilet. Yeah. That's my thing. I got to take yeah. a break. I, I got to see a man about a, a, a mobile home. You <laughs> <laughs> can't drive it. Next no, thing, he's going to be texting me, asking me how to saws all a hole in it so you can put an air conditioner in there. Uh, I'm surprised no, he didn't borrow the chocks from you. It comes with an air conditioner from 1969. Ah, oh, yeah. That's good. Nice. Air conditioning was invented in 1972. Yeah. Uh, yeah what kind of gas in it. <laughs> Fire that Fire baby ice. up. Pat you, think, Pat, you think the R23 coolant in there is good? <laughs> it's R22, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Why do you ask Pat? I'm a refrigeration in that guy. I don't take his answer off air. You got an HVAC guy, right? John, you think the plumbing uh, heating elements are uh, There's not yeah. a chance the Freon in that air conditioner has been in there the entire time. There's not a chance. Uh, I, call, I call your plumbing the fudge tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> you got to check it. Out to your you leech field. Tommy. 
Check yeah, the coils. Yeah. coils. Yeah. You can't get Freon anymore, though, right? You can't. Make sure you focus it's not Freon. It's a hybrid of, uh, oh, okay. of a couple different things. Yeah. It's not, you know, well, you know, it's. Uh, I'll get into the chloro. That's next week. Chlorofluorobins, chlorofluorobins. <laughs> John's saving this for his YouTube channel. Internet I forget. It's been a while since Black I went to. Black Web. You can get Freon on the Black <laughs> yeah. hey, John, real quick. You I got fucking want... lewds on there. Uh, Mario got shit. excited because he heard no, Freon. Freon, yeah. He thinks... <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to thank Mario. Mario puts in his air conditioner coupon. I don't know. I want to thank all of our listeners who support us over the years by You're listening welcome. to the show. Yeah, you know, I had a bunch of nice things to say about everyone, and fuck it, I'm not doing it. Mm. But I specifically want to thank our friend Elliot Tertron, who's a comedic genius, and he really set us yeah. up for something special right yeah. now. So we're going to give that a listen, I think. Yeah. All right, let's give that a listen. Um, and uh, we'll be back at 9, 9 p.m. exactly on the nose, hopefully, with, uh, of course, the great Brian Stack, which is going to be a treat for us all. Very excited. Awesome. Enjoy. I'm excited. I'm excited. And here's a bit uh, that's written and uh, recorded by Elliot Tertron, sent in by a, a listener. And, uh, well, he's, is he a listener? Or is he like a. He's a contributor? Friend of the show? Contri- listener? Contributor. Yeah. He's a contributor. Yeah. He's wrote, written a lot of things, and this is one of them. Enjoy that, and we'll see you at 9 o'clock with Brian Stack. Don't. I don't know how Adam wants to work this, but uh, we'll see what happens. Here's me and Tommy. <laughs> Should I set this up? We don't. Here's Elliot Tertron setting it up. We'll see you in a few minutes. Set it up. And now, from a galaxy far, far away, on Live from the Barrage, a drunken Tommy Rockstar attempts to explain the plot of Star Wars to a drunken John Houlihan. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Tell me, what happens in Empire Strikes Back? Like, what's the plot? All right, so the plot is they they send him every which way packing. Mm. Then Luke decides (laughs) to go uh, follow his... Wait, what happened? They they chase the Empire Strikes Back. Yes, they. All right, he so they have the Tauntauns, and he goes in the Tauntaun to keep us, and they chase the. See, even that, I'm like, I don't understand why they're there. Holy (laughs) Tauntauns! But I just don't. Get what's this, going on. This is the pivotal... I'm too dumb to understand no. the plot of Star Wars, what I'm saying. So anyway, what, so they tra- chase the uh, ice people of Hoth. Yes, and so Luke gets this calling, <laughs> this inner calling to go to follow his instincts to meet a guy named Yoda. And he, plashes, he crashes his plane into a swamp. Now, meanwhile, back at the base, the rebels are uh, trying to uh, basically. I forget the plot, actually. Base. Well, you were doing pretty good, man. Um, I don't remember. I I can't tell you what. This is a heavy duty movie because, yeah, he gets thrown into the thing. Luke gets his hand chopped off yes. by his father. That's when he first... He sh- and, and I remember this. He goes, I shouldn't have come because Darth Vader feels him yes. on the ship. That's it. And he should have stayed at home. Yes. And then, yeah, right. So he finds out he's dad is his... 
in that movie? Yes. And Darth Vader dies. And he, once he realizes Spoiler his dad, he's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to jump into this trash compactor and kill myself. What? He just no. falls down a long tube and he ends up on purpose? hanging on the sky, off the sky. Right, and, and they fall. pick him up. They pick him up with this thing. He's this dangled. millennial Yeah, but they, you'd think that was suicidal? Like he was just I like, ah, oh, fuck it. I have no choice. Where else is he going to go? He can't face the truth, so he jumps into like a blender. So what's the movie with Dark? Vader, he's gonna throw Luke into the hole, but he, he kills the Emperor instead. It's Return of the Jedi. The end. I of thought the Dark whole... Vader was dead. No, he's in all three movies. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, out out to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, a little dead air time, yeah. True, here on radio now, but it's a little IOU from the replacements, which you would not hear on the podcast because I don't want to get sued by, uh, well, let's uh, not talk about that, I suppose. How's everybody doing? Don't forget to unmute yourself on the Zoom. We're in a new world here. Un- unmute yourself. Unmute yourself. And are we back? All yes, right. We are. Please mute yourself again. <laughs> you. We're on here live from the project. I'm here with Kazawa, Mario, uh, Tommy Rockstar, Ryan, Patrick Walsh, uh, Pete, and a lot of people hey. here. And uh, uh, Stephen Soli, and uh, of course our esteemed guest, uh, writer, actor, comedian Brian Stack, who I see now. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Yeah, let's give it up for Brian. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. How about me? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, thanks. All right. Thanks for having me. Anytime. No thanks for doing it. Really appreciate it, Brian. It's very nice of you. And uh, that's step one out of the way. We can hear each other, which is... Uh, hey, maybe turn up your audio a little bit. Tiny mm-hmm. bit. Uh, okay. I'll turn do- on mine a little? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. That better? Yeah. yeah. Tommy uh, is very concerned about the sound. We can hear you, Brian. How you doing, Brian? All right. How you guys doing tonight? I, I give him the big intro. Our next guest needs no introduction, all that stuff. But I, you know, I think if you're tuning in, if you're the five people listening to this show, you probably know who Brian Stack is. Right? Yeah. Brian's a writer for. Uh, he used to be a writer for Conan. He's an actor. He's a comedian. A Second City uh, alumnus, and uh, he's now uh, writes for uh, Late Show with uh, Stephen Colbert. Thank Very you for cool. joining us, Brian. There's a little intro for you. He yeah, pro- thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Brian's done. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if. Uh, you know, I make everyone stay after the show and watch the Brian Stack super cuttable as characters. <laughs> Every week. I force them to do that. And I'm like, no, don't leave. Where are you going? <laughs> and uh, it's, 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 you're one of my favorite uh, comedians ever. So thanks for doing it, man. Wow, that, that, that means a lot. Thanks so much for saying that. So, Brian, uh, how you, first of all, how are you doing? How's everybody uh, doing and dealing with everything that's going on? How's the family and all that stuff? What? Well, we're doing okay. Thanks. It's you know weird for everybody. You know, I'm sure it's weird for all you guys. And uh, you guys all doing okay? Yeah. yeah See how nice that. Brian is. He asks about us. Thank you. <laughs> I was gonna say, Brian, we usually do this show in John's garage where he is now, and we always get together on Friday nights, like in a bar. But unfortunately, with the COVID, we have to do this remotely. But at least we get a chance to do it. So we're yeah. keeping happy that way. You know? It's cutting down on my drinking. 
Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, no one, uh, no one uh, is sick or anything, and uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. you guys are doing okay up there. Where, where do you live, Brian? What's your exact address, please? <laughs> just a little north of the city, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, up in the burbs. Yeah. Cool. And are you glad to be back in New York? I know you're uh, you're back and forth a lot. Yeah, I liked LA uh, more than I thought I would. I, I it it was uh, actually a nice place, and a lot of our old Chicago and New York friends live there now, so that that made that. Uh, made it nicer out there, but we all, we were feeling a real pull back to New York, and we're um, originally from Chicago, so I think we missed the change of seasons and all that. But um, but LA, you know, there's a lot to be said for it. I think it gets a bad rap in some ways, right? But, um, but we definitely feel more comfortable here. Pre-COVID, how often did you find yourself going to LA on a weekly basis? Or no, hardly ever. Like we, uh, I was out there once last year, um, but that was the first time in in a few years. We just don't really get out there much. Uh, some of the other people I work with travel more for work, but we're mm-hmm. usually just here. Now, yeah. you started out in Chicago and Second City and all that stuff. Do you miss Chicago, the city of Chicago? Do you miss uh, – it seems like uh, everyone who's been involved with Second City, who I've spoken to or know, seems to like a, get have a pull to go back there and be still be involved with it in, a, you know, in some way. And I know there's Cat in New York. I don't know if that's still happening. You know, it, it was until UCB, unfortunately, kind of shut down, at yeah. least for – for a while, uh, well, I was, I hadn't done ASCAT in a while, but I was doing a show called Gravid Water at UCB once a month, and that's unfortunately all I was able to get down there for. But uh, it's a shame that it's shut down, like so many other things are right now. And uh, but yeah, I was originally from Chicago; it's my hometown. I always admired my friends who moved there to do comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have had the guts to do that, but it was already my hometown, so. It didn't feel like such a huge gamble to tr- start taking some improv. Right, you're more, more comfortable in, the, in an improv setting where, where not like if you're just standing up there by yourself doing stand up. That's not not a thing that you would want to do. No, I never I never did stand up. I always had huge admiration for stand ups and I have a lot of friends who did it and I have the highest respect for it as an art form. And but I could never imagine going out there by myself with a microphone. Yeah. Well, you kind of did that on Conan and stuff. I mean, is there? But I guess there's a difference. I don't know what is the difference between going up there and then and then you're also exposed on when you're doing a character on television or something. Is there? Yeah, what I always felt like I was kind of uh, hiding in the characters when I would do bits. Yeah, <laughs> improv. You're uh, you're up there with several other people, so you're all it, you got. You kind of got each other's backs and stuff, and. Stand up. Uh, one of the reasons I admire it so much is you. It is just you. You know, it's you. And uh, I never had. A, to be honest, though, I never really had a real interest in getting on stage as myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Andy Richter said the same thing. He just never had the drive to do it. Um, that's not in any way a slight against people who want to go on stage sure. as themselves. I think it's great. Uh, I just, I just never had that uh, drive. And I think everybody should just follow what feels right to them. If stand up's your thing, that's great. You know, I, I think it's, it's easier to do as a ghost when you're like translucent and you're halfway yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, that's I think one of the reasons I often hid under like crazy costumes and stuff. Right. Like, if I looked like myself, it was usually someone else's bit that they asked me to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You're like, no, no, who'd be good for this? Not me, but uh, let's ask Brian. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, I, I, was, I wanted to get into the characters a little later, but I've seen the Artie Kendall, and if you haven't seen it, of course, on Conan, uh, it's one of the funniest things you ever saw. He's, a, he's an old an old crooner who, uh, who who passed away long ago in the studio, and he comes back. And and I wanted to, I, I, it's driving me nuts. I need to ask you this one question: that was the bit. Did the bit start because you like got the technology to make the the ghost technology that day and wrote around that or were you like all right we have this bit and we need to make me like 
see-through. Really Which funny. came first, the see-through or the bit? You know, it was sort of like a, a weird combination of things because I found out that it was an, a surprisingly simple thing. If you do a locked-off shot, uh, another writer had done a bit where um, – we found out you could half fade someone in like they're halfway there. I had, I had written one skit where Andy felt like he was really insignificant and was kind of fading away. I could use that. Yeah. He started like fading into the seat and like was disappearing because he didn't feel like he was re- had any relevance. And, and um, a lot of that obviously is rooted in my own comedic low self-esteem and uh but you got this great bit you're invisible Uh, no one can see you whatsoever yeah exactly it's like something sometimes you want to just disappear into the into the background and um (laughs) but then i i remember hearing that bing crosby had this dark side and i was kind of fascinated by that i was like because he had that you know hey junior that kind of like (laughs) personality on screen and i couldn't imagine him going home and being this like monster uh, <laughs> sometimes could be so i was uh just imagining like a, a happy-go-lucky crooner who's basically just a oh just a horrible it's a, yeah i mean it's it's funny that he's also that, that he's like um Artie kendall's completely oblivious to any stimulus around him and just keeps going forward and you keep calling conan jr is it funny to like if you can't really like yell at your boss you could do it during the bit you're like keep calling him jr and making irish jokes at him and it's like ah. you get you get a little it wasn't it's funny too because like if i'd known i was going to do it more than once i would have written a different song because i <laughs> end up being the same song same song it's just an excuse it's an excuse to write a limerick and then but then they, you would say the babbity boo at the end would uh, evolve into like the subject like if someone got drowned like a flappity drown and i just i don't know it's the funniest thing in the world to... oh thank you so much. i appreciate it because like we uh we basically it's funny those those little hitlery who things they were getting kind of came up that was kind of one of those weird spontaneous things off the cuff oh it happened like live and you're like okay i gotta keep doing it I do remember it that way. It was never in the script when when I wrote the the songs in the script. Uh, it would usually just kind of come out as something. It felt like I needed to say something right at the end of the song, and it would just. I had my I son work- didn't know what was going to come out. <laughs> I had my son working with me today, and all day it was Hitlery do. Yeah, you worked with your son and did Artie Kendall bits all day. That's great. Oh, it's passing it on to the next generation, which is oh, an, oh, that means a lot. An ang- angry Bing Crosby coming back. He's, he's racist. He's misogynistic. He's you know he's he's all of these things. Do you ever feel bad saying like something like it's coming out of my mouth? Like I, I can't believe it. It's in the character and stuff. There's you know. Yeah, it was. It was always. Uh, it's funny because I've always had. I've always loved. Uh, kind of the the dark, you know, the stuff dark subjects, but explored in a in a silly way. Because I think partly because the things that freak me out or appall me in life are like it's partly my way of dealing with it. I think it's right. probably why Stephen King writes horror books because it's stuff that freaks him out, and so it's like it's um, kind of my way of processing it. You know, right <laughs> through through comedy. Like someone pointed out. Hey Brian, do you realize the majority of your recurring characters all hate themselves? <laughs> you know, I did see something about a sadness in every, like a hidden sadness yeah. in all the characters. I guess. Are you are you a sad guy? This show's. Yeah. Get I think like most, like uh, at least 
I think there's something in the Irish personality that there's, there's a certain melancholy in there that, where you you put on the brave face and you you know have a but I think it's all it's kind of rooted in uh, my DNA I think. Right. Welcome to the barrage. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, bu- a bunch of straight white guys except for Sully. Sorry, it's fun. It's like the you know it's uh, we all got hot hot Irish tempers. <laughs> Definitely, I, I think it's, my temper's Italian. All right, well, <laughs> that's good too. Yeah, I got, it's funny because uh, I've I've known so many uh, you know Irish comedians, and and it seems to run through a lot of comedians where we're all kind of processing a lot of negative stuff and just trying to find find a way to laugh at it. Like a lot of right. my favorite songwriters, like Paul Westerberg of the Replacements, you know, he would he would do that too. He would just find a way to kind of. He could write a song that could make you laugh and make you cry in the same line, you know. Something. Right. Oh, so one of the greatest lyricists ever. And Pat and I are here live. Uh, Pat's six feet away from me, by the way. Excuse me. And, we're practicing uh, distancing. We're all huge replacement fans. When you were growing up in Chicago, what were the huge. Uh, what were the bands like? To, what were the bands that were around there? And what's the this? That's the worst question in history. <laughs> this, this guy works for an interview show. <laughs> Um, well, it was funny, when, when I was growing up in Chicago, uh, I was kind of a suburban child of classic rock radio, you know, so I like sure. a lot of stuff that I still love, you know, the Beatles and the Who and the Stones and, and uh, Van Halen. Van Halen was my first concert. And, <laughs> ah, well, there goes my next six questions. Yeah, like, uh, but then I think it was later on that I, um, it was after I got went off to school and everything that I got exposed to a lot more, like, I work in at the college radio station and things like that. Mm. I had a very sheltered view of music until I got off to school. And I, one of my roommates at when I was in grad school at University of Wisconsin uh, started doing improv there. Um, one of my roommates was from Minneapolis, so he used to play the replacements and you know, Husker Du and all cool. the really esoteric stuff that I had never heard. So um, that opened me up a lot. And I remember hearing REM when I was an undergrad, and I was just like, it was when Murmur came out, and I was that really tore my head off because I felt like, wait, I haven't heard this on the radio. I thought if everything, if something was good, you'd hear it on the radio. <laughs> right. And I thought that, yeah, <laughs> same thing. Yeah. You know? And it so was, I, that opened my eyes. I was like, what else is out there? Yeah. It was Pat and John, these guys here, who turned me on to all that. Well, Pat, Pat, who's here, turned me on to all that stuff. I wouldn't have known. I'd still be listening to Poison, even though, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, when's the next Poison album coming out? And uh, I, I have, I have older siblings, so. Was, right. Well, you were very lucky. I guess your older brother, if he didn't exist, then none of us would know about any of these things. And then when yeah. you start listening to the replacements and stuff, you seek out, you know, different. I don't, you know, evolves into indie rock and super chunk and all these other things. Some would, some would argue I'd be better off. <laughs> yeah. it's, no, it's ruined all of our lives. Make no mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, have you ever gotten a chance to see the mats like back in the day before they split? Yeah, I saw them three times. Uh, I wish I'd seen them earlier than I did, but I saw them three twice at the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago, and I saw their very last show they did before they broke up. Uh, it was in Grant Park, wow. Chicago. July wow, 4th. that was the and, the very last show. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, we didn't know when we were watching it that it was the last. <laughs> Neither one. did they, probably. Even. Yeah. yeah, I think you could tell. I got a a, a bootleg of it later, and you, you can hear him say things like, "Now you can see why we're hanging it up." Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the stage <laughs> banter in between always gives, gives you clues. Pat, didn't the uh, did, didn't the other roadies finish off that set? Is that right? Yeah, one by one they took off their instruments. So there's a there's a radio recording. It was broadcast. It was. It was on XRT. What's you know, up, uh, They they finished with Hootenanny and the 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 like they had switched instruments on the actual album too. But that was hello, hooligan. Oh, hi, Pat. 
Yeah, they had him come in at the end there, oh. and uh, the roadies did finish the show. Right. It's funny. Every, one by one, that's fucking funny. I have uh, uh, the big uh, Zen Arcade poster. Kill him. Oh, I did too. And, I had that in my apartment. And I have, but I have, I have it rolled up. I've had it for like twenty years, and like every once in a while, it pops into my mind. You know, I really should get that framed. So I go, <laughs> yeah. but every time I Google it, one of your tweets comes up talking about how you had it in your living room. <laughs> I wish I still had it. I don't think I, I'm jealous that you have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have I, to send it to you. Oh, that'd be. <laughs> how did you lose it? It's a bit dog-eared. I, I had it back. Uh, I think I had it back in my single days, and I think a lot of stuff got. <laughs> right, you're married now. You're married now. You don't need this stuff. Yeah, it was. I, I lived in a very, even into my uh, late twenties, around early thirties. My all my apartments were very dormy. You know. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, the wife decided it was a little too laddish. <laughs> She's like, oh, all right, just, you know, fraternity time is over, sir. Yeah, it's the typical, you know, guys, yeah. guys. Uh, you know, music yeah. nerds apartment. Like, I was watching a movie the other day. I forget what it was, but the, oh, I know what it was. It was Cape Fear, and Juliette Lewis is. It's, it's nineteen. What is it? Ninety one or something? And yeah. she's got re- posters of like bands that she should not be listening to. It's fifteen or sixteen. <laughs> it's always like a mishmash of bands. That's what I. That's what I. You know, at night when I lay awake, I think of Brian Stack's uh, be- childhood. <laughs> like it's a black light of a marijuana leaf and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I have to. I haven't seen that since it first came out. I'll have to check that out. I, I know the kid in Stranger Things had amazing taste for the time too. Yes, <laughs> you like this, this kid. Like, wow, no. that's the coolest kid ever. I would never have known. He's got a poster on his wall, like with the bootlegs of uh, old Misfits or something. Yeah, I was going exactly. to ask, like speaking of Stranger Things, you know, you obviously rooted in comedy. Have you ever worked on anything that wasn't comedic, like something like a thriller, murder mystery, horror movie? Anything it's called like Life. No, not really. Thanks, thanks for asking, though. Like, it, mm. I, I really, um, I've always loved, you know, drama stuff. Like, and I, I love watching a lot of that. Like, in fact, when I'm home, a lot of the times I don't end up watching comedy stuff. Mm. I end up watching thrillers and things like that, or binge right. uh, <laughs> watching crime dramas and stuff. You think you could do it though? I would love to. I mean, it would be a thrill to do something like that. I've never had the opportunity to, but um, it'd be an amazing challenge and, and a lot of fun. Cool. But, like, I love like. You know, watching you know David Simon things like The Wire or uh, you know a lot of a lot of that stuff is amazing. And it's I, one of John's favorite shows. So many times, uh, you know, it's uh, comedic performers actually do an excellent job at drama things like Robin Williams and stuff like that. I, you know, like because there's you know I don't know want to bring it back to there's the sadness. The sadness is there, and it's, so, it's deep down. And you have uh, you know that's where a lot of comedy comes from. I guess it's, I gotta agree with you, John. About myself. Robin I think his dramatic roles were better than his comedic roles. You yeah. know, I, I, it's hard to disagree. Yeah. I totally agree. I thought like Moscow on the Hudson and Garp, and and uh, I know Garp has comedic elements, but he's a terrific <laughs> actor. In One hour photo. Absolutely, and yeah. Patton Oswald. I love when Pat Oswald will show up in like Justified or you know like yes, a young adult. You know, he he's a terrific. Uh, natural actor himself and a great guy and like i think you know super funny obviously but he can he can do that do you pal around with other comedians like your big show uh what's that <laughs> like, i'm gonna retract that question do you pal do you pal around with other comedians do you like get together and stuff or you like just sit at home and you avoid all the whole that whole scene i'm usually pretty much at home like sometimes i'll i'll cross paths with people like when they come by the show or something or sometimes in la you'd 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 see people outside of uh, 
the show. But usually, if I see anybody, it's usually in the hallway, you know, at, at work. And now we're not even there. So, right. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this backstage. You're not allowed to look Brian Stack in the eye. I heard that. <laughs> don't approach him at all. Actually, I I did I talked to you last year. Uh, we were the Foley people that came in uh, to do the pit. With you Galena met Brian and Stack and you didn't tell me oh, twice. I told I told you last week on the air. No, I, I, I don't listen. Drunk. <laughs> <laughs> More Irish stereotypes. Say yeah, right. adios to bad audios. <laughs> yeah, Ryan does that for a lot of different people, actually. He's an Emmy Award winning Foley artist, believe it or not. That's right. Every one of Brian Stack's bits is, is personally Foleyed by uh, Ryan, the footsteps and the, everything. Right. I saw that you've been nominated for an Emmy every year since 1998. Wow. And you won in 2007, I think, right? Yeah, we only won once, and it was funny. The one time we won, I, I wasn't there. I was at UCB doing ASCAT. Um, uh, we always lost. We we lost every year. Do you get pissed off when you lose? You or? start not showing up. Is it? Do you get upset when you lose? No, we always just figured we were going to lose, and we were always excited just to get to go out, you know, and make a trip to L.A. and stuff. And um, that was most of the time when we were uh, working in New York at late night and stuff. So we would fly out there and just enjoy seeing a few friends and we kind of we never expected to win and uh so the year we we actually won it i just assumed it was just another year where we would lose and i was genuinely stunned when you know i was just backstage at ascat when somebody my my wife got a text from my dad said oh you, you won <laughs> oh, i'm trying i'm trying to grind it out in the small clubs i don't care man <laughs> yeah it was it was actually kind of a fun way to like my friend brian kiley who wrote with us at conan he said when he was watching the Emmys at home that night, his kids were fighting and he couldn't hear the TV during our category. And he was like, if we ever win, this is how we'll win when I can't even hear it. You know? And that kind of suited our show's personality. Like we never, yeah, we were always kind of under the radar. Right. I, I always insisted that I keep mine on top of my toilet tank, but um, my, my wife wouldn't let me keep the award in the bathroom. That's, a, so. that's, that's like a humble, it, humble brag there, Ryan. You're trying to squeeze in that you've won an Emmy for a... Yeah. Nice. Trying to bring where, where are your guys' Emmys? Where's Where's Brian's Emmy? Is it like in a box somewhere? Or is it like on the mantelpiece? Like, oh, I didn't see you there. Oh, we we have it in the uh, the living room here, like on over by some books over there, but uh, not yeah. super prominent or anything. Next, but, next to the Husker Dream poster. It, it was it was exciting to get one for all those years, kind of as like a almost like a souvenir of, of all those years with Conan. like a catch all. Yeah. Well, I say, it, Plus, we would get pity from we would get nice pity from our friends. <laughs> like my friend Eric Rydell worked like at the Daily Show and Colbert and stuff. He would always come over and go, "Oh, guys, I'm sorry." Every year, you know? and I'm like, next year, this year, being nice guys. to us, but but we it was nice to finally just not have our friends feel sorry for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be the Susan Lucci of comedy. <laughs> Susan Lucci. Uh, I, yeah, right. You yeah, you end work. up feeling bad for the people who feel bad for you. You're like, uh, you know, it's like, all right. You know, you no, I didn't want to get too much in the mechanics, but just generally speaking, could you like uh, juxtapose the difference between working with Stephen and working with uh, Conan? Like, is there a two a two different types of writing, or is it uh, kind of well, like? Excuse a, me, we're not supposed to get into the inner workings of you. No, no, I don't want to talk about that. I just well, like you, the difference. Yeah, it's were a, you at the pre-show I, meeting? I don't okay, want to talk so about that, but just tell us about it. Sure, yeah, <laughs> don't well, don't answer those questions. We uh, well, you know, as you could probably tell, like over the years um, at Conan, uh, if we dealt with politics at all it usually was in a little bit more of a kind of a silly uh right 
cartoonish way. And right. so everyone had a FedEx box on their head when they talked about it. <laughs> exactly. And like we would do, you know, clutch cargos where Smigel or one of us would be doing the lips and stuff. And it was all very kind of a cartoonish uh, uh, take on, on politics. And, and uh, working with Stephen, you know, especially since none of us saw Trump coming, it's definitely mm. been more of a, you know, a politically oriented satirical show. So the more monologue heavy and things like that. Right. But um, they're both amazing guys to work with and they're both as involved in the writing you know they conan and steven both being writers as well as performers they were always very involved you're very lucky like that that you get to work with like nice people who you actually like and it seems like you know um and you, well, who and understand the dynamics of a writing room right and you see right. it right well conan as a writer himself and everything and you seem like such a nice guy that is it that it's like is it you know is it is it i guess you know it's is it easier to write the silly stuff where it's like completely kind of disconnected I guess, from i just want to jump in real quick that's kind of where i was going with that like you know a trump political monologue is way different than kind of goofing with conan so that like do, you know how, how do you cope with that well you know to be honest in terms of my natural inclination my natural strengths tend to be more towards the silly and the apolitical mm. you know uh, even though i always admired political satire a lot i think my uh my strengths are a little more in that direction so it's been an interesting challenge and a and a it's been a fun challenge and also, um, but, it, but a real challenge to try to kind of gear more towards the political stuff. And I, I enjoy, I enjoy that challenge, but, but it's, um, it's not where my natural, it's not my natural yeah, yeah. wheelhouse, that's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, but I've learned a lot from working with people for whom it is their wheelhouse. Like I work with some people who it's just, that's like right in their, in their zone. So. I, I have a hard time believing, like, ever picturing you getting angry in a writer's room or something. It's like such an idea. You ever have, like, fun, <laughs> you guys didn't, do you fight over, like, ah, you know? And did you ever have a bit that, like, everybody else shot down, or is everyone just, like, super cool and friends? They're like, all right, well, let them do the bit. And just, who cares? People, uh, people, I've been lucky enough to work with a lot of really nice people. Like, sometimes, you know, people will have, like, days where they're having a, a bad day or something. But, you know, for the most part, I've been able to work with people who are, um, a lot of fun to work with and it helps on the you know on the when you're going through especially in the old days at late night we would sometimes be there till midnight 1 a.m the latest i was there once was like 4 a.m so it helps if you're there with people <laughs> that you you get along with and enjoy screwing around with because right. it's like you're kind of living with them for most of the most of the day what was the tone like when trump won the presidency um the day you walked in uh, to the the studio, and uh, was it like a giant wave of dread? I was on the, the subway or? the next morning. You should have seen everyone's faces. It was like it was it was like a bomb hit New York. So everyone was just like looking down and like this is what the hell just happened? Yeah, but for uh, for comedy, like, bad for you, man. I thought you were asking me, right? Yeah. But for a writer's perspective, that's interesting to hear. Yeah, I remember riding home in the, the car that night feeling physically ill like actual nausea like not not just motion sickness which i get a lot in the car anyway i was like genuinely <laughs> physically ill and um i saw some like some co-workers you know leaving with tears in their eyes and stuff because i think none of us could really believe it and uh and i i think it'd be especially having worked in new york for for quite a few years you know for 12 years when i was at late night Everyone kind of knew what Trump was, you know, that he was this kind of, And I always thought of him kind of as a, you know, just a laughable blowhard, you know, that was just, you know, oh, that's that guy who brags about everything and he, you know, is in the tabloids and stuff. So I, we always considered him just kind of a a harmless, uh, narcissistic. Nuisance. 
character. New, he's a little more than nuisance, Tom. Well, now he is. Yeah. Well, uh, this well, is tr- like none of us believed it was when when it right. got announced that he was running. We, we were all just laughing pretty much because we're. Yeah, like, I remember tweeting, "Ha ha 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 ha." Well, who's laughing now? I don't know. People years later found it, and I'm not like a you know. That, 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 I have like a couple hundred followers, and someone's like, "Ah," I'm like, "Yeah, I, you know, I." I, I, you got me, I guess. <laughs> sure not <laughs> Yeah, it it was it was something else. Like I think, like I even remember, you know, Lindsey Graham even tweeted that in 2016, if we nominate Trump, we'll get destroyed and we'll deserve it. Right, and wow. now and now they sit around and kiss his butt all the time. It's like, you know, right. yeah, they had to fall in line, you know, because he was in in power. In a but his, you know, it's funny because I sycophants. Yeah, I never thought it was possible, but. The good news is, is that party's actually fractured. I was reading a New York Times article yesterday about how his the 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 right is like you know half of them support and half of them don't. So we'll see what happens. But I don't know. You know, uh, we're on with Brian Stack, yeah, right. <laughs> comedy writer, <clears throat> funny stuff, and also his dog passed away. Let's talk about that. <laughs> oh. yeah, he was a good. He was a good boy. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. My, my dog died, and it was. It's like I don't want to say it's the worst thing ever because I guess. Uh, oh wait, his dog actually died. Yeah, I thought you were saying. Oh. No, I didn't want to bring it. I didn't want to bring it up. It was getting a little. I thought you were joking. Ago, and, uh, going with we a have a second theme. dog, and he's he's doing well. And yeah, um, but we uh, yeah, everybody knows what it's like. It's always so hard. They're part of the family. You know? <sighs> so weren't you at the pre-production meeting? We're not supposed to mention the dog. You can't mention the dog. <laughs> or, or tr- no, there's no pre-production no meeting. Dog. Brian's nice enough to join us here, and um, uh, yeah. um, we have about an hour and a half left, Brian. I don't know if you're uh, <laughs> strap in. We want to talk about the uh, the greatest band of all time, the Slipknots. I don't know if you want to talk about the Slipknots and yes. how it started. And are you still slipping on nuts? We we did a I don't know if you heard like a, I think six years ago we did a reunion show of the Slipknots at San Francisco Sketchfest. <laughs> reunion, you got one song. <laughs> it was insane. Well, that was the thing when they called us. They said, "Hey, would you guys like to come to a Slipknots reunion?" We're like, "You know, there's no act, right?" <laughs> We're going to play the second album in its entire Verge released it on 180 gram. Uh, you, got, you guys got to well, yeah, we supply like, your own nuts. Full victory lap. Yeah, we were like, so, and they were like, what kind of a, a show did you want? Like, how long would it, and they are like, maybe like 90 minutes. We're like, oh, boy. <laughs> we got a tight five. Yeah, we, did, we didn't know. We were basically like, well, all we do is that one stupid song really quick and slip on some nuts. So we ended up getting Andy Richter and some comedian friends like Ron Funches and Jackie Cation and uh, Steve Agee and uh, those guys. They came up and um, filled out the show with some actual entertainment. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, on uh, the Conan Show, Brian and, and his uh, branding partners got together. They formed a band called Slipnuts, which because Slipnut was co- Slipknot was coming on. <laughs> the next day and i think i saw a thing where he said we were just tired and we're like hey how about slip nuts and whatever <laughs> and then uh it's the it's the it's the gosh darn funniest thing you ever saw and then he, you actually ended up opening for slipknot and the audience is booing and throwing things at you. was was that as, was that well, that actually happened yeah yeah we went to it was insane we went to the continental airlines arena in new jersey <laughs> which is huge and um lamb of god was the was on and they went off and then they sent us out <laughs> Sandwiched in between Slipknot and Lamb of God. And before we went on stage, the stage manager goes, Hey guys, be careful out there. These these fans throw batteries at the bands they like. (laughs) 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 Right, some some stage manager named named Spike comes up to you, he's like, Be careful. Uh." Yeah, exactly. It was just like that. And uh, we 
and um, we so we didn't know what was going to happen. But thankfully, they they had just the reaction we were hoping for, which was just confusion and hostility at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and some people were giving us the finger and throwing to dull rage. Yeah, Andy Blitz said we should have run out there for an encore, which I wish we had. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's funny to watch the, the, the there's people in the front row, and it's whoever whoever edited that or, put, or was the camera guy. Who, thank, thank God they got the reactions. You see the look on the heavy metal fans' faces are like, "What the heck is happening right here? These guys are slipping on nuns." By the way, I would watch. How did Slipknot take it? By the way, were they did they get the bit? Were they cool? Or were they like, uh, I think they. I honestly, I never talked to them, uh, to any of the band members, but they they uh, they invited us to come. I mean, we found out that maybe it was their management that invited us to come do that show. But the, yeah, the first night we did it, it was literally we had no comedy bit for the next. It was day, multiple nights. Not was on the show. <laughs> first night's another show added. I'm sorry, what, Jeff? <laughs> Pat said there were multiple nights. Were I had no idea there were multiple nights. Uh, we got to add another show. Like Billy yeah, Joel. It was crazy, and then um, they, I honestly don't know what the band thought of it, if they were annoyed by it or amused by it or what, but they, I gotta say, I'm not even a big metal guy, like, I, I like some some stuff, like, you know, some Metallica stuff and everything, but I didn't know Slipknot's music, really, and they put on an amazing show, I gotta say. Yeah, no, I mean, they're pros, <laughs> and, the, and they're, they're the, one of the funniest parts of that, and I don't need to just rehash every every bit they when they walk through the hallway and the recognition of like two pro bands like all right good you know all right not the nodding heads and right, good job out there uh, good luck and all this. <laughs> yeah. well they were they were uh i was just so impressed by i mean they must lose like 15 pounds a show because it was just non-stop energy and just these guys on kettle drums being lifted into the air with huge like clawing at like fake brains on their head and like clown faces it was it was amazing and uh they did heretic anthem when they were on our show which is a actually just a really great rock song and one of the funniest things was the guy with the really steel kind of yeah 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 real scary mask he came off stage and a little girl goes daddy and was running to him and he leans down in that mask to pick her up and like she was, wow and they never saw her again that was not his daughter <laughs> yeah, exactly i just love i'm like oh yeah these guys have families and, like, right he comes home with a briefcase takes the mask off he's like ah the old man's on my back oh man need my drink <laughs> well you seem like a really good dad <laughs> was that the biggest crowd you ever played for at comedy you ever feel like oh man this is <laughs> Oh That's yeah, like most I'd people never, we, we played for <laughs> theaters and stuff like and uh and like you know at the Chicago theater like we did some stuff with with Conan show and and things like that but we I'd never seen a crowd that so I'd never been on stage I've been to a lot of arena shows as a spectator but I'd never been on a stage at one and it was an insane thing to run out onto that stage and see a sea of people like that it was uh, were you actually like scared for physically like for your life for your safety it was funny. It was it was so such a weird adrenaline rush of um, and of like we knew it was going to be pretty fast, and we just were like, let's just get on and get off. And um, you have one, uh, one job. It's like, did you go out there and like, ah, oh, we forgot to slip on nuts? <laughs> yeah, it was like one of those things where like, well, this is almost just automatic at this point. Just throwing the nuts down. And <laughs> I don't have talked before, like, all right, guys, I'm going to slip on these nuts. I don't know how you feel morally about editing your own Wikipedia page, but I think the first thing of Brian Stack is a comedian and writer who sold out Giant Stadium. He sold out Giant Stadium, that's right. <laughs> That'd be fun. The yeah. question is, did you make merch? <sighs> no, that's weird. We never, we never did merch for any of the character stuff. I don't know if it was ever uh, even proposed, but uh, I would think, like, like, I know being a 
comedy fan myself growing up, like if I could have bought a Chris Elliott a T-shirt with one of Chris Elliott's <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> or, or an SCTV, you know, character that I love, I would have bought it for sure. So I don't know if that was ever even brought up, but um, I definitely would have bought stuff like that when I was a teenager. All right, Tommy, make some Slipknot T-shirts, and but change one letter so we don't get sued and we'll, yeah, we'll make exactly. a fortune. <laughs> You ever, That's what uh, I do for a living. Oh man, Chris! You know, thinking about the old Letterman shows with Chris Elliott on it was just like best, the best. When he's Marlon Brando, and he sounds nothing yeah. like him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Letter, so when you guys, uh, when when you you were on Conan when the when the whole Tonight Show fiasco happened, where you went, and then I was watching a video the other day of uh, you know apropos of not this interview of Letterman defending Conan on live on the air, which is like not done. Like the, you know, did you guys feel? good about that you're like this is awesome the guy's like defending us on the air after all he's he's basically like you know so he's saying things like classic jay this is vintage jay vintage yeah. jay <laughs> and he no, got and he doesn't want to talk about it and he does and when you guys were watching that it, how did that feel to you it, it you know it was nice of, of him to say some supportive words latterman was you know a guy i've never actually met uh but you know it was a huge influence on so many of us coming up and I know Conan's dream was always to write for Letterman, you know, and um, and you know, so so many of us coming up. That was that was the first like anti-talk show. It was like Ugh. turning the talk show on its head. Although mm -hmm. he acknowledges that he got a lot of his uh, that anti-talk show energy from Steve Allen's show, which a lot of people don't remember. Right. The show of shows. Yeah, um, oh, we got one guy who remembers it. How old are you, man? <laughs> I'm just about as old, a little bit older than Brian. Since Caesar over. I think they're talking about the Tonight Show, though, Mario, not because he hosted the Tonight Show. Also, oh, 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 I'm talking about Sid Caesar. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, really yeah. old. Yeah. Well, Steve Allen would um, would do some really like man on the street type uh, ironic stuff that Letterman loved, and you know would often acknowledge the influence of Steve Allen and stuff. But that meant a lot, when, you know, that we had his support. It was weird because with the whole uh, Tonight Show thing, the show always felt so huge to me. Like we we come from this kind of what. Late night felt like doing show a show in an attic, you know, somewhere yeah. that you sometimes were where you'd forget that it was going out to TV sets. And uh, <laughs> Tonight Show was such a institution with all that, but it also had a lot of institutional baggage with it, you know. So, so it was. It always felt a lot of. Uh, it felt like kind of being on a huge ship instead of being on what Conan used to describe as a cigarette boat that could zip around in. <laughs> was there a uh, discussion about like uh, or, or were you guys like, oh, we still get to do the same, our show, or was were there discussions about like, okay, we've got to this is the the show, it's the Tonight Show it's the, we got to tighten this up, tighten that up, be less silly, or we were just like, let's just go for it and do what we do. It was a weird, it, looking back, it's hard to even uh, put, put my finger on like how I don't remember a lot of open discussions of it, but I think because it was this institution, I think there was some some of it was uh, there was a sense of well, I don't know if you can be as silly at eleven thirty, and but some of it was we we never got really a chance to to figure it out because it was only on for a few months. Unfortunately, everybody kind of self governed. <laughs> I got to say, I was really it was the last few weeks of doing the show once we knew it was ending was really fun because we were kind of like, oh, what the hell? Let's just let's just have a good. And Conan, to his credit, you know, was like, let's go out just doing the funnest show possible and just bring friends in and just have a great time. And nice. and uh, he just wanted to. He said the way the way forward is with just a fun show. And so let's just do that. And like even the last night when he had, um, you know, Neil Young come out and play Long May You Run and 
that was such a treat for me as a huge Neil Young fan. And Will Ferrell doing Freebird and <laughs> and uh, Corelle. That is very, I. very pregnant wife. Yeah, I think she had the baby that night, actually. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. <laughs> um, someone told me that. I don't know for sure if that's true, but uh, I, she was out there as a backup singer, fully pregnant. And um, and, and just Neil Young had said, I thought this was amazing, too. He said, uh, to Conan that night, he said, he said, thank you. Thanks for what you've done for new music. Like, he wasn't talking about his own music or yeah. like, classic rock and all this stuff. He's always... He's always wanted to push the new stuff. Like right. His. You know, and when I was in college and stuff, you'd notice that, too. And I got turned on to a lot of bands by Conan Show. Like, you would see bands that, like, you know, he, he would put on that that nobody knew about, which is great of, of that show, you know? I thought that was That, nice. that really meant a lot. I, I always, I would get turned on to bands that would come on the show, like the Hold Steady or, you know, Patty Griffin or, uh, you know. Sleater Kenny and whatever. Yeah, there, there were some great bands that I hadn't heard um too much myself and uh and and jim pitt was the guy who booked our bands and he always had great taste in in booking bands like radiohead i think their their very first television appearance was the might have been the first night the late night started it was before i was there but um wow. i think that was the first tv wow. Get, you, know, wow. you know it's you funny know? you say that there was that thread and i know you're in there about like uh, the biggest band you've seen at the smallest club and someone mentioned that they saw radiohead at cbg because the album had already come out and i guess they didn't expect it to like be that big at that point so maybe it could have you know, something like that what was your band brian let's uh, that uh was the biggest band you saw at the smallest club that's a good question um i i often think of some of the people i just got to see in studio 6a you know because the our studio at late night was pretty small so it was pretty wild to see someone like neil young or patty smith or rem or uh you know James Brown or Springsteen, you know, play in these little this little room. Sometimes I would try to get down to actually watch rehearsal and like like seeing uh, you know James Brown do rehearsal or Jerry Lee Lewis. That's insane. Did, during during the show, you can, you're not watching them, right? But you saw you actually saw the James Brown rehearsal. Yeah, I think. Good uh, lord! I know. Uh, I, I sometimes would like stand off on the side by the wall and just kind of watch some of it. Sometimes we would just watch it on the closed circuit. TV in the office, which was still a thrill. But um, and James Brown sees a guy in the corner dressed like Frankenstein. He's like, I don't know what the hell he's fine. <laughs> well, was, it takes the hours thing. of makeup to waste one minute of our time with the Frankenstein. <laughs> that was the weirdest thing. Was Neil Young when he was on uh, one night? Um, I was dressed as Frankenstein. And, um, and our segment producer goes, "Hey, he knew I was a big Neil Young fan. He goes, you want to meet Neil?" And I was like, "Oh, I got good night." <laughs> And um, then uh, I was coming out of the, after doing the Frankenstein bit, into the hallway, and I just happened to come out into the hallway as Neil Young was leaving his interview. So I just literally ran practically into him, dressed as Frankenstein. And uh, so I actually did meet him for a second. And, uh, but I, I was trying to. Big fan. They were saying, oh, Frankenstein's afraid of fire and Neil Young. <laughs> you stayed, did you stay in character the whole time? I, oh, Neil Young, yeah. Well, that's the funny thing. I end up talking in that normal voice I have, the, the, my normal dorky voice. And Midwestern Frankenstein. Well, that same thing happened with uh, Walter Cronkite. I was, I forgot I looked like that. I was in, I had both in my neck and Frankenstein gear and platform shoes and shoulder pads. And I was like seven feet two. And uh, I got out of the makeup chair and Walter Cronkite's coming in. And I forgot I looked like that. So I go, oh, it's a honor to have you here, sir. You call yourself a broadcaster. Really, really, really. really. <laughs> I almost dropped dead, you know. Respect your work. 
I wanted, I wanted to ask. <laughs> how you long does ask? the hold on? Does the makeup? How long does the makeup take for Frankenstein to waste one minute of our, our time? It looks like you're really. And if you if you've never seen the bit Frankenstein wastes a minute of our time, it's like uh, Tom Hanks will be there. He pushes them out of the way and points at a light switch. It's the funniest thing. Ever. But how, like, are you he's in the, you're in the makeup chair for like how many hours to waste one minute of our time? Well, the 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 guys uh, Louie and Josh who would put the stuff on, they would get faster and faster with it because we we did so many times that they had it down to like just like they were icing a cake you know Science. and they're, they're the guys who do makeup effects for snl so they're just total pros and they're used to working really fast so they it sometimes would take like 45 minutes at the most and wow it That's looked so like it took you know hours yeah you know? really just putting it on my hands and my face and then putting a plastic laptop did you ever so, leave it on and like come home like the guys from slipknot like complaining and give me a pour me a scotch uh, <laughs> I always thought it would have been fun to ride home on the on the Hudson Line, you know. <laughs> um, but I would I, I would never get it fully off my eyes when I would do it, so I would always go home looking like the goth dad, you know, kind of like. Did you ever audition for SNL? They could never get it off totally. Ever, John, what did you say? Ever audition for a Saturday Night Live? It seems like it'd be in your your wheelhouse, kind of. Yeah. Oh, thanks for saying that. I did once in '95. Uh, they came to Chicago and saw a bunch of us at Second City, and I wasn't expecting to get the opportunity to do it. And uh, I wasn't, I wasn't really ready to tell you the truth. Like I, I never, I was never. I think I don't think I had enough faith in myself to have stuff ready in case something like that could happen because I never really thought I'd ever have an opportunity like that. So I tell young people, if that's a dream you have, if that's a show you want to do, have stuff ready in case <laughs> you get the opportunity. You, 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 didn't, you didn't just totally wing it, did you? No, I well, I I kind of it went oh it went fine, but it I wouldn't have like hired me from what I saw. Like I did like, sort of a I did sort of a Sean Connery kind of thing. <laughs> but I didn't have endings to the bits, and I I sort of did like I did, I, they wanted a political impression, and I didn't really do political. So I did like uh, Ted Kennedy, but he sounded more like Mayor Quimby. You know, right. <laughs> and, it's hard uh, to get the impression and, out of your head once you've heard it. Like. Yeah, it was like it was it was very um, they they were perfectly nice. And uh, my wife, Miriam, auditioned that same year and she was flown out twice, actually. It was really? kind of between her and Nancy Walls, who's also a friend of ours, who's now married to Steve Perel and everything. So mm. it was an interesting, uh, exciting. Experience. It was the same year that Farrell and Terry Terry and all those guys got hired. And uh, my friend Adam McKay, you know, who worked with us in Chicago, yeah, yeah, yeah. he came in as a writer um because he he came out, I, I think he he came out to audition as an actor, and uh, we were all raving about his writing, and and he had a great reputation as a writer anyway. So he submitted a packet and got hired as a writer, and you know he he always had tons of ideas. So I wasn't surprised that he did great there as a Is there writer. A separate audition for writers and actors, or sometimes it's just I guess yeah. They, they basically it's sort of like sometimes they'll say, "Do you have stuff? You know, do you have a packet to send?" Um, and Adam did. He always had like he was always such a hardworking guy and uh, tina fey was like that too she had she always had like tons of stuff written and like always had stuff ready to go and her work ethic has always been amazing. you were in that second city class with so many uh, uh you worked with uh amy poehler and i guess uh, uh, uh was chris farley uh there when you were there yeah farley was actually yeah. the first improv group in madison wisconsin um he was uh I, it was my very first performing in front of people and chris was in my very first group he was from madison and i was just going to school there go but, badgers yeah exactly badgers and um yeah i loved i loved uh i loved working at that it was a little theater called the arc theater and and chris was 
Yeah, Chris was there for about a year, and then he went off to Chicago a year before I did. And when by the time I got back to Chicago, he was on such a fast track, and he totally deserved to be. You know, oh, my God. Sick. One of the funniest guys ever. For I sure. have a question. Go ahead, Mario. Here's a question uh, for on, Brian Sack on, from on, my on, grandfather, on Chris, Mario. On Chris Farley, why is it that Farley, Belushi, Candy? Oh, boy. He's very old. Geniuses He's very old. are all gone early. Is it their weight? Is it their comedy? What? This what causes people to die that are funny and, and overweight? They they partied hard, Mario. It's the third. It's the third example, Mario. <laughs> I think in John Candy's case, sadly, it was some of it was just genetic. His own father passed away in his early forties, I think. Too just he was another big guy, but he uh, that was another huge loss. Obviously, I never yeah. met John Candy, but he was a hero of mine. And and Belushi, you know, I think sadly, you know, and this went for Chris too. I think Chris idolized Belushi. Obviously, and um, also, but he's, he also emulated some of the bad habits. And um, But when Chris was, was clean, there was a couple of years there where he was just clean and, and he was just, he looked great and he was kicking kicking ass like on the show and, and doing great. And I just wish he could have stayed there because he was such yeah. a wonderful, warm-hearted guy. And um, he just had, you know, he had his demons like a lot of comedians do. I wanted so, to, I was going to ask... Sorry, Tommy. Advice for a young comedian would be uh, stay slim and stay off the drugs. Don't get into comedy would be the advice. Well, yeah. Well, it's like, and I, I'm not certainly not sitting in judgment of any because like, I used to drink way too much and stuff. And like, you sober? Who doesn't? Are you a sober guy? I, I, I like for the last about seven years, but like That's I, good don't, for you. I don't. I don't judge anybody that does it. You know, like sure. oh, thanks, man. I but that was something that was always such a part of the Chicago good scene. Thing. And um, I was, uh, and I, I certainly don't judge anybody that does it. I think it's fine for most people. I just think it was one of those things that I think uh, can get away from you a little bit. And I know yeah. for some some people can't get out of it. And, was it uh, affecting your work and, and stuff? Do you think? And, and do you ever like, uh, you know, I I know some sober people who are like the, a big fear is like, ah, oh, will I be able to be funny? Will I be able to write the same way I, I did before? And that's like a, it's just like a BS kind of fear, right? Isn't it? I, I think so. And like, also I was never really you know, drinking when I was working, you know, I, it was always like more like it, like back in the old days, we'd go out afterwards and stay out till five in the morning or something. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't healthy. That's for sure. Uh, but <laughs> One guy's was, got uh, a box in his head. The other guy's dressed like Frankenstein at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> but, and so it wasn't so much affecting the work as much, but I know for some people it, it can get in the way. Like a, a lot of musician friends of mine and comedian friends of mine who, have, uh, and it's you know it's part of the it's often part of the part of the you know the whole world you're in you know and you work in bars a lot of times too you know you're doing yeah, shows sure. in bars. I was going to ask uh, if you had seen this documentary, but now I'm going to change it to say, were you in this documentary, the the Dana Carvey Show, Doc? I wasn't, but Stephen was, and uh, and Perel and those guys. That was a yeah. Was that cool. show was great. It was. I wish it could have lasted longer. And I know John Glazer, you know, who's one of the Slipnuts, right. working with the opponent. <laughs> You're damn right he is. Harvey, he left Chicago. He left Second City to go right for Carvey. And we were so happy for him. And I don't think there's ever been, as you could tell from that documentary, right. a, a writing staff and performing staff that great on a Mind show blowing. that lasted so short a time. Because it was, yeah, it was an unbelievable staff. They had Dino Stamatopoulos and Louis C.K. and all these you know, just uh, amazing writers and uh, Charlie Kaufman, who wrote like Being John Malcolm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Do you ever get a, you ever writer. get con- you ever get confused for Louis C.K. in the street? No, no. <laughs> oh, I the, with the goatee here. Yeah, the redhead. I, don't know. I have a question for you, bro. Yeah, go ahead, Pete. What was it like to work on Eagleheart? 
I love Eagle. Oh. Thank you. Thanks for even knowing about that show. Yeah. That was such a, <laughs> that was such a treat. That was created by Michael Coleman and Andrew Weinberg, who worked mm-hmm. with me at Conan. And like I, I would co-write the uh, salesman sketches with both those guys. And and uh, I, the interrupter I used to write with Michael Coleman, who now writes at SNL and stuff. And he he's actually married to Ellie Kemper. You know, oh wow, Jimmy Schmidt and stuff. But um, he um, it was such a treat to work on that show, partly because <laughs> I, I, as I said earlier, I idolized Elliot, um, but also because the show was so wonderfully. Hilarious. Britain. <laughs> so it was such a. I, I I wish more people knew about Eagle Heart. Perfect. That's a great. It's, yeah. Man, there's no. I don't. You know, all the comedians we've talked about tonight. I think are the, every single one. I go. That's the funniest guy ever. Just, I don't know if there's anyone funny. I, I. You know, people don't get. I'm like Cabin Boy is like the better than the Godfather. This is, this is so funny. We went to see that in the theater because Andy Richter had Andy's a very small part in it. And that, was before, that was before he got Conan even, but he was our wow. improv friend and we're like, we have a friend in a movie? This is insane. Uh, how, how many times have you shot Andy Richter on, on television? Because it seems like it seems like <laughs> when it's time to shoot him. Well, you, oh, well, oh that's, that's right. You shot Andy, and then you shot the man with the bulletproof legs. And <laughs> like, hey, yeah, somebody's got to... We used to use guns way too much. Sometimes they would say, hey, lay it's, off the gun. It's so <laughs> weird. Like, when you shoot Andy with the shotgun, it's it's so shocking, and it looks real. It's like wow! I didn't know they had the. Yeah, how was that technology. done? Was like, <laughs> no, they actually they shot him. Time to go off. Like our special effects guys were. That was amazing. And they would they would wire a squib, um, and they could they could they, <laughs> they would just <laughs> off on the side. They'd be like, and the, their timing wow. was usually the timing was usually perfect. And sometimes we could fix it in editing if it wasn't. It's but, perfect. Uh, You're tracking the shot. Well, there, yeah, there was. Right. Know, with both proof legs, where McCann asked for extra blood to, come out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got we got a note from standards and practices going less blood next time because it was uh, like as we went to commercial, he's dead on the ground and it's still like gushing. Like a movie. I think he pulled out like a crossbow or something during the man who's protected from three foot bees sketch. <laughs> hey Brian, uh, last night I introduced my daughters to Thirty Rock and. Um, on the around the fourth or fifth episode, you show up, and you're the mentoree of. Uh, is that even? I don't know if that's a word. Of Alec Baldwin, uh, Jack Donaghy, and uh, I was, and I, then I realized that you showed up quite a few times in the show. Is that one of those things that, like, they just kind of pulled you in if they uh, needed somebody talented and they can count on because you were there or um, nearby just by logistics, or did we? Yeah. Did you find yourself He's in the building? In the <laughs> Get me stuck. It was it was actually <laughs> a really nice. It was really nice because they, they they didn't have auditions for it, and um, it, I think what it was was that you know, Tina and Jack and um, they they kind of knew us from Chicago, and um, I think sometimes she would just see a part and go, oh, why don't we call in you know one of our friends for that? So they she they were, she was nice enough to just kind of uh, call me in for that. And um, and that was that was such a treat because I thought it would be like a one time thing, and then I think, and I was supposed to, I think he was supposed to be kind of a confident, you know, sort of a young, you know, hard charging guy. And but I think because it was me and the way my natural energy, 
they ended up turning him into a guy who gets blamed for everything. <laughs> right. Because so, it was like, oh, Brian would get blamed for everything if he works in a corporation. So. I think you're on, I think you're you on totally the show more than Mr. Met. Like, let's pick on the guy who won't fight back. He's way too nice. Yeah. We'll just blame him. Yeah. Well, it was. It ended up being three total episodes with one, one in the first three seasons. So it was such a treat to go in and work with with those people because Tina, you know, Tina's just amazing, obviously. And Jeff Richmond, who is our musical director, who's her husband. He, he was our musical director at Second City, and he's brilliant, you know, amazing composer, and and he did the music for Thirty Rock. So it was great to just uh, go in even for a day or two, and th- like I did the same thing on their the movie she did with Amy, uh, Baby Mama. That was yeah. pretty much the only movie thing I've done, but it was really fun to just go in even for a day or two and just do a, a little part. Did you know? freak out the first time you saw yourself on a movie screen to go see that live? I did go see it. It was very strange because they did it. They opened, they ran it at the Tribeca Film Festival, and that was very strange. Wow. I was like, oh, I have actor friends who are used to that kind of thing, but that was very weird. But it was it was nice, and it was a nice experience, even though I was on there for just a second or two. What about um, the first time you saw yourself on TV, where you're like, oh my god, I could have done this different. I could have done that. Oh yeah, it was, it's always hard to like watch yourself, especially when I'm playing someone like myself. Like I always find it harder <laughs> to watch the Thirty Rock type stuff than I do watching like a, a crazy character who's talking. About, you know. But it's easier. It's harder for me to watch like myself than it is for me to watch myself playing a pirate or something. Right, <laughs> Brian. Brian, I was going to ask, being that you're such a big music fan, we actually have time for one more segment, and it's a segment no, we, we usually no, do. He's too nice. We're not doing crap, not crap. I'm going to name bands. He's going to say crap or not crap. He's too nice. He's going to not crap everything. <laughs> All right, we'll give him one. Steely Dan, a very polarizing band on the show. I oh, I, I like Steely Dan a lot, actually. Yeah, wow. <laughs> no, they are very polarizing. I know a lot of people that don't like them at all, but I, I've always it's like loved fifty Steely fifty. In fact, this is so funny. Right before I walked in here, they were playing Doctor Wu on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, it was that's so funny that you mentioned Steely Dan. But I know they're not for everybody. But uh, yeah, they, that's yeah. the correct answer in my book. That is the well. It's it's about fifty fifty. There, it's the it's the. Biggest uh, topic we have, uh, and uh, thank you for staying on so long with us, Brian. Uh, just uh, uh, one more: who's your favorite character you played on Conan? And uh, I will disagree oh. with you. <laughs> That's a tough call. I think. Oh man, I think. Um, in, in some ways, I think I might have to go with the with Hannigan, the salesman, um, uh, just because he's funny. So, oh, sorry. It was always so fast and it's crazy, and I loved working with Michael and Andrew on the scripts because <laughs> they would. Um, it would get so insane, and like, uh, and it was also such a juggling act because I'd have this briefcase and I would have to pull out <laughs> jokes and bottles, and it was always kind of an adrenaline rush to do it. So when it would turn out and I didn't drop anything or, uh, <laughs> or spilled, it, it was such a, a thrill. It felt like he'd kind of gone skydiving. Did Conan ever end up buying anything from you? No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, there were just some. There were just so, so many uh, lines in there too that sometimes Michael and Andrew wrote some of my favorites. But like, just it was such an insane character and such a, a an anachronistic character. It had nothing to do with today's world, and uh, that was pro- that might have been my favorite. Although um, there were little, you know, I love doing the interrupter and Frankenstein too, and and uh, Artie Kendall was fun, and and. Um, so yeah, there were so many that I got to do. Sometimes they were one-offs that were that were fun. Like, there are so many little lines in Hannigan, like um, that. You, you ever think you guys are sitting around and writing it, going, "No one's going to get this, man." Like they're not going to get these references <laughs> and stuff. But you know, but, but I, we appreciate the depth of uh, the, the writing in those bits because it, you know, I got it. 
Oh, thanks, John. I, I always <laughs> I always liked when shows like SCTV would give you credit for because sometimes I wouldn't get the references, but then I would go look it up or something, right. you know. Or Monty Python yeah. would do a thing like Pasolini's directing a cricket match, like, and I'd be like, I don't know who Pasolini was. You <laughs> that know, sketch go, is so good with the philosophers playing soccer. Yeah, that would be like I love that they thought I might know who these people are. So I love I've always loved that. Like one of the things they always would preach at us at Second City and uh, Del Close, who is a big improv guru in Chicago, would say, you know, um, never assume the audience knows less than you do. Respect for the audience is what uh, you got to appreciate that about. And that's I think that's a thread that goes through your entire career. Uh, You know, that's just my opinion. But we appreciate that and how, how much, you know that you respected the audience and didn't like, you know, say, ah, nobody get this. Let's just go the easy way. You always took the hard right. way. And it's very nice of you to do that. Thanks, John. I, I, we always try. That was a lesson that I learned early on is just in the improv to just like Bernie Salangio, who is an old director at second city said, um, uh, he said, the audience can tell if you're talking down to them and they'll hate you for it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They will. And I think that a lot of times people will watch, you know, shows where they're being talked down to, but it's, but there is a kind of thing of like, well, they think I'm stupid, you know? Right. <laughs> I appreciate it when, like, things like SCTV or even Bullwinkle or The Muppet Show, but they would do things that yep. you know were going over. Absolutely. Right. And Secondary Street, they would throw references sure. in there. Because, you know, you know the parents are watching, too, and they're like, maybe somebody will get it. Let's, you know, they, go the extra mile there. Yeah, it's Miller doing kids, football. Treat the kids like they're smart. You know, treat the kids yeah. like... Or they're, they're going to learn this, and uh, don't treat the kids like they're dumb, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, Brian, the point is that you're you're the genuine article, and we want you to know we're huge fans for years, so thank you so much for taking the time, seriously. Uh, you, have a, you have anything to plug? I think I, <laughs> Sorry, what? Do you have anything to plug? Probably not, right? You're doing okay, then. No, thanks. I appreciate it, though. Yeah, thanks for, for continuing to, to watch the show, and, like, and, just, and just, like, honestly, it meant a lot that you uh, just wanted to talk tonight about comedy and music and all this stuff, and it means a lot that you guys have liked the stuff we've done, so thank you. Thank you so much, you. Brian. Uh, I mean, it, it's an absolute pleasure for us to have you on and to, to, to yeah. speak with you. Uh, I, I've, I've had you at the top of my list the entire time. I just didn't have the uh, courage to uh, reach Aww. out to you. It turns out that you were nice enough to do it, and uh, we appreciate everything you've done, and thanks, thanks for being on the show for so long. I didn't know if you were going to know this is an hour interview. We've got about an hour left, so if you, you want to go outside and uh, take a break. <laughs> Let's all have a smoke and a break. Thanks, Brian. Re- really Thank appreciate it. Thank you guys it, so much. Thank you, Thank John. You. Good luck. Thank you, Brian. Stay well. And uh, there's Brian Stack. Maybe we'll have you back one day. We'd love to see no, you. No, I think that. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. <laughs> That's it. Once. I'd be happy to come back. I'd be happy to come back. So thanks for asking me, Excellent. and uh, have a great night, guys. Thanks. Thank thanks you. for enriching our lives. Brian Stack, uh, one of the greatest thanks. comedy minds. Yeah. Ever. We're going to take a break. And oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Class act. The 300, 300 Bonanza. Episode 300. That's Brian Stack. Now I can take a deep breath, I guess. Here's a little. All right, guys, I'll see you later. Are you out? Yeah, I got to go. He's got to throw a chair at his dog. Yeah, I got to go throw a chair at another dog. You're going to go shoot off some fireworks. Yeah, exactly. Hey, happy 300. Thanks, Steven. We'll be back in, I don't know, five or seven or 10 minutes or something. Here's a little. Or Aerosmith coming at you back after this. Wow, Brian Stack, huh? Yeah. How about that? Right. What the fuck? Good job, everyone. Excellent job, everyone. I was halfway crucified. I was on the other side of no. Yeah. 
and it's live from the Barrage here on Radio Nope. Of course, uh, if you're just tuning in, you missed Brian Stack, the greatest uh, interviewer. And uh, we appreciate Brian coming on. Live from the Barrage is back here on Radio Nope and uh, Facebook Live if uh, you can't get that to work. And we're also on Zoom or something, right? Yeah. Is that what? Ryan and Kit? What? Oh, shit. Sorry. Go ahead, Pete. I turned the wrong knob. Ryan's photo in the back of the Zoom. Huh? Yeah. Why am I doubled up? Why am I doubled? Oh, no. I fixed oh, it. There we go. Okay, oh, listen. You get t- two for one. Uh, Mario, Mario would like that. You get two John Hollands uh, making notes. It's a no deal. Sense. It's a deal. We're back here live from the garage. That was great, dude. Tommy Rockstar, was- Ryan, uh, Pete, Adam. Sully, who we don't know where he went. Uh, no, he where, left. We, he's, we he's don't gone know where they went. Uh, Mario and, uh, of course, Patrick Walsh live here in the studio. We just interviewed yeah. Brian Stack. Uh, yeah, that was killer, tremendous. Tremendous uh, writer for Colbert. Are you loud enough for your headphones, Pat? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. So uh, thanks, everybody. I think uh, everyone did a great job there. What, what do you guys great, think? Great interview. Good job, John. Yep. All right. So that, so see you next week. week. 300 episodes. Let's week. move on. Thanks for joining us. Put it in the books. <laughs> yeah. Thank run. you to Elliot right Tertron for doing a, a slowed down uh, Tommy and John Hulan don't understand uh, the Empire Strikes Back bit. Which <laughs> <is> <laughs> <great>. <laughs> good, right? That's so pretty good. Wanting more. Uh, that's good. I, heard, so I still Chris don't understand it. Into a swamp. Son, <laughs> son. It's good stuff. I actually did a little list there of like the inaccuracies of what either one of us were Listicu. saying. Listicu. We're ninety percent off on the entire description of Star Wars. Yeah, I don't think we either of us have seen the movie. You know, I watch things and I forget about get, them immediately. You don't get Empire. Well, all right. Well, all right. I'll explain it to you in a nutshell. I think. All right, let's go. All it. right. Here's the beginning. Uh, Luke Skywalker is on Hoth. I don't know why he goes in the thing. Because they're running he's, from he's the fucking r- Empire. See, I don't even get that. I don't even get it. When are you not running from the Empire? I thought we took uh, care of that in the first yeah. movie. Tom, Tommy with a secret the report from Mr. <laughs> C-Mantic. If you blow, listen, if that's what's going to happen. We're going to blow up the White House like the Death Star, and then it's still <laughs> right. coming after us. Yeah. you got to hide in a thing, and then Han Solo shows up, yeah. saves him, and let's fast forward a little bit. Yeah, I got nothing. Chewbacca's there. Oh, wait a minute. But then, John, he, Luke has this inner calling. Chewbacca's dead. What am I? I'm like a Staten Island Star Wars <laughs> review here. Thanks for coming to my channel. <laughs> Hit sub like and subscribe. I'm going to take the ferry to Cloud City. <laughs> this Chewbacca, <laughs> a Star Wars story. Does Chewbacca have his sad card? He's never said a line. I also like how you reference your father-in-law. I thought Darth Vader was dead, kid. But then he comes back. Yeah. What's up, hey, Adam? John, I, I, I hate to, to break in, but we got some uh, early TRNN breaking news. Is that right? Another, mm-hmm. another special mm-hmm. guest, it looks like. Really? Uh, public 300th brain. episode coming all the way from overseas. I told you guys, no surprises. I just, oh, it's German, uh, it's that right German dude again. Is it Philip Ruta? <laughs> yeah. That's my war. None other than uh, actress uh, Tilda Swinton there. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I'm getting ready then. Take it easy, sir. A... I think I heard the theme song. This is a list. This is a, a a special guest. It's a big show. show. It's a big show, big show, big Robin. show. <laughs> Fred, read the One star after the other. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Oh, <laughs> can you turn down your microphone? I like Tilda Swintron. What? Doesn't Hold look on, any. Doesn't look or sound anything like Tilda, but I guess it is her. Thank you for calling in for the three hundred. John, show, John, I you by that introduction alone, you know nothing about theater <laughs> right. or acting. <laughs> I was in the pit band of many a theater show, my friend. I, you know, I know things. I let go when I go home. 
you know <laughs> right. it's not all just you know this it's a lot of it's a lot of binding i think it's weird on, tilda swintron actually listens to our little show i'm i'm, I'm very uh, encouraged by well, i'll tell you john here's yeah. here's how it goes Go ahead. I, i'm a big fan of radio nope right <laughs> <laughs> i love yeah, the what's your favorite Friday. show for guys easily you know right. when i'm with when i'm on wednesdays, wednesdays. <laughs> when i'm rehearsing with tony scott uh, I gotta. He's turning the hot snakes out. Friday, you know. What an honor! What an honor! Uh, what is it, Tilda? You, you call in? Uh, you have any, what do you want to say? Oh, it's like I want to say. Yeah, listen, I I don't, I don't have all day here. I'm gold. Here. <laughs> what are you Tilda, working on? Are you on the set on? right now, and uh, or are you uh, working from home on a Zoom? Can you act from Zoom? This is my home. This is my. This is my home. <laughs> Are you using pegboard and yeah, the green screen? <laughs> I have, I have a beautiful wallpaper here for you all to look at. It's like wall. it's a lot like the Last Dance, Dan. That's you know that it, it, Michael Jordan. He didn't tell you where he was exactly. It wasn't his house. Half the, the half the cast is wearing wigs for no reason, by the way. I just want to thank you all for that. Top notch. <laughs> well, Tilda's here. We're going to celebrate. No, just Mario and Pete have a wig on. I don't know what happened to uh... John. I'm I'm letting myself go. Right. I, I, I see. Ever since the hammer of doom came down in, in 2020. <laughs> what are you doing I've, during the work stoppage? I, it's hammer of doom. Ryan Ryan knows what I'm talking about. We are we are. A little industry talk, yeah, yeah. shop yeah. talk, yeah. But uh, Tilda, I have a question. Can I ask you a question? Go ahead, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, I just wanted to see: Are you in costume, but for a, a bit, uh, for a set, actress set that you're working on? Are you in character for something? What's going on, Jackie O? <laughs> it seems to me that you all don't understand what what acting is about. Right. And and lay, that, lay it out for once us. Once I'm off stage, I don't look like what you see on screen right you know? superstar that we know for CGI. a lot of people the camera adds 40 pounds for me it it detracts 140 iq points apparently <laughs> but it does increase my iq yeah, tommy you know the uh, camera adds 40 iq points that's what i thought right, yeah. uh, working working on an indie film out of tommy's <laughs> airstream trailer brothers is going to be doing that <laughs> Actually, Tilda, I do have a trailer you can get ready in it for the next shoot that you do. If you want, I can rent it to you. Please, no hitting on the guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, you know. Who do you know? Tommy who got do you know that I don't know? <laughs> exactly. Industry <laughs> contacts. That's what it's all about. That's why That's why this show is so popular. Yeah. Have you ever met okay. Jim Jarman? He's got two CD uh, antennas on there, just in case one goes out. <laughs> I met Jim... I met Jim Jarmusch at Wetlands in '93. <laughs> uh, right when I take the sip of it. Right when I take a sip. Shooty's Grove. <laughs> <laughs> will, will, you, will you work with Jarmusch in, in the future? Is there anything? Else? Can you talk about that? I mean, you know, the the uh, you, the world is. We're shut talking down to Brian right Stack, now. by the way, uh, writer for uh, Stephen Colbert. I mean, Tilda Swinton. What's, I mean, what's uh, he has down my number. He knows how to find me. I'm I'm game whenever. Right. <laughs> it's a joy. It is a joy with him. What do you think if like if Tilda shows up in a in a movie, like just for like a for a couple sections? What, what do you think Tilda Swintron gets paid for that? I mean, we could ask. Big money. We could Big ask. Money. We could ask that yeah. right now. It would be a bit gauche. 
Yeah, it's you know, I don't like to ask gauche, you about money. Yeah, I must say, right. I'm I'm almost I'm almost tempted to, to gauche, hang gauche. Up this Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Fudd trying to call in during the Brian oh Stack interview because he doesn't oh, no. listen. I thought he was I, here. I, no, he, I and he tried three times of trying to hang up on him. I'm a freaking out. And I thought you were doing drops. Oh, oh yeah, gosh. I thought that was a Fudd drop. No, he he, he doesn't listen to the show. and he cries, he, He's like, how's it going? What's up, hooligan? <laughs> I, I tried to call in during the interview too, Dad, because I wanted to hear Shut the Door by Fugazi uh, from from the Anna Courts Washington 96 show. Oh, yeah. Well, you tuned in on the right day. You know, heavy track. By the way, on Saturdays, there's no Fugazi allowed to be played. What is it, Hogan? It's hard out here, John. I, you yeah? know, there's a is lot it? of lies being spread about me. Yeah, ooh, I, 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 I feel like Carson, like a straight man. Can I just sing, a, John? Can I sing a song? No, absolutely not. I have to move oh. on. There's no singing allowed on the show. No. Yeah, we got the news. <laughs> we got to get to the, the news in the game. Who I've ever accepted no from? You know? <laughs> Are you getting into a singing career, Tilden? Was that out of character? Well, just, well, well, Ryan, it's a great question no, that you asked. No, no, like this is what I'm telling Tommy. No Colbert questions. No singing. This is what I've said from the beginning, and no, no one listened to me. No singing. I mean, uh, well, I was. going to say, big three hundred. You're gonna hang up. I, I've, uh, I did, you know, uh, as after a straight about 110 episodes ago, Who's on I first? called in to talk about. I was at a recording studio, Dan. Uh, I put you on with my with yeah. my engineer. Right. I yeah. was talk, I was recording my Christian rock record. Right. Spunky McFarlane, the engineer. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. We 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 need to talk about heaven. That was the name of the record. <laughs> <laughs> was, I called in back then. I'm just saying, John, it's 300 uh, You know, if you want to sing, go ahead. I, I, I can't stop you. Uh, for the 300 show. 300 show. Yeah, fine. Just, Why don't just, we let her sing? I'm, bro I'm broke. I'm let broke. Tilda swing. I well, have, you know, if, if, if I Tilda know, stays on from... I don't into the news too hard, Dan. Hurry up. Go ahead. You know, about me. Fine. I'm broke. This Bitcoin thing, what? this thing broke <laughs> me. Wait, Take out coin. I, I want to ask you a question, Tilda. Can I ask you about uh, Bitcoin? Have you been what involved in that? In the papers, they've been saying you've been involved. I, in that. We're not allowed to talk DM. to you about Bitcoin, Tommy. I'm totally I got a DM. Text you. It was. It, I got a DM from Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> that was that. I just followed that, and I sent him two grand, and then another grand was. I next thing I know, all my money from Snowpiercer gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's your plan? No, they fast. don't reissue those things anymore. It's all streaming. Right. I'm broke. We're no, broke. Just... They don't. They, you, you'll never find a copy of Snowpiercer in the gas station. It's all like you know. I'm grand, grandma's boy. I love her. My and my partner. He doesn't care. But <laughs> I'm getting ghosted. It's all horrible. Wow. All right. So if you all right, if you're feeling I, sad I, and you want to sing, I just cry in a box. In a box, you cry into the box. You're in the in the box. <laughs> the box I get glass. in the box. And <laughs> <laughs> is it is it made of glass? Or you have separate boxes for every emotion. It, John, you've seen it. Your hey, whole hey, hey. we is... talked about this. We didn't talk about that on the air. I've never met no. you. No, I've been well. I've been in the Hudson Valley once or twice. It's glass. I'm passing through right, in it's the glass, glass box. There. I live. I live there. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm I passing live. through. Like I said. Uh, anyway, I go straight John, up to Tilda's house. I just wanted house. to drop in. I mean, I don't want to interrupt the news or anything. Yeah, God forbid. 
<laughs> Tilda, we'd love to have you sing, but unfortunately, we don't have time. We got to do the news, you know. Oh, I'm sorry, Tilda. If you I, know what? Let's just. I feel. In, uh, I want to hear it now. I changed my mind. Just no, 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 hurry, no, no. hurry up. Do the news. Do me the and, news. Me and Peter doing backup. No. Did I miss the Ryan game? Yes. What? No, that's, I coming <laughs> that's coming up. That's coming up next. You missed it. You just didn't hear it. The game is named uh, Tilda Swinton co-stars. By the way, it's hard. Oh well, okay. So there's Balthazar Getty, uh, <laughs> Robert Blake. Right, he's good. Uh, you know, was uh, Kip Adada, stand-up comedian. He's uh, Leo. Of the he's... scene together. Chris Elliott is only dramatic role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, would you like to join us for the news? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> what, what happened to the singing? Am I supposed to not? Uh, no, like that where's the song? <laughs> Can you give us I a just have a song? I don't know if I can. This is something. Listen, all right. Now I'm in, I insist. I insist. You, you can't tease no. the audience like that and not do it. Do it. No, please John. do the news. Do all right, the let's news. do the no, news. No singing. All right, fine. I don't get the bit. <laughs> Apparently, will. I was will. I was doing a great straight man thing, and then there was no singing, <laughs> and I have no idea what's happening. Though. Took you too seriously, John. <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I on the Gary Shandling show? Did you just break the fourth wall for the, yeah. whole, for the right. whole thing? Like, I like when Gary Shandling looks at the camera and he goes, "This is Jurassic Park." Yeah, yeah, and then Dom Herrera walks through. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, Tommy's friend, uh, Artie uh, White, would uh, yep. talk about it. He said the funny thing. It's like when the, the dragon in Game of Thrones breaks the fourth wall. He looks, the dragon looks straight at the camera and he goes, Who will win this Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tommy, what's in the news? Well, I sent $2,000 to comedian Brian Bruna, and oh, no. this is like. <laughs> would you buy like uh, CDs in bulk? <laughs> on New Line Cinema. Reporting live from at least six feet away via Zoom video conferencing app, here's Tommy Rockstar with the news, COVID-19 edition. What's in the news? What's in the news? For okay, up to the minute. You ready for some news? You ready? Hit me. All right. Well, this story's out of New York. <clears throat> Governor, <clears throat> New York. Governor. Yeah, Mary Cuomo. Huh. Announced today that bars and restaurants for up to the minute. I don't know. We lost Tommy there. Uh, well, what's in the game? On your TV. Go ahead, Tommy. What's in the news? We'll uh, try New not Governor, to. In- New York Governor Cuomo announced <clears throat> today that bars and restaurants uh, in the state will no longer be allowed to sell alcohol without. Food. Wait, bars can't sell alcohol. This is great. What is it? A stri- New- the entirety of New York State's a strip club now. No, John. Without food, they have to sell food if they want to sell alcohol. Yeah, but I thought that was an old rule. No, well, it was, but now it's in force. So you now you need ten cent chips. Yeah, you gotta. You can't do takeaway booze. What's happening, yeah. Pat? You want actually? Why don't we go to time. local correspondent? If only we Pat knew Walsh. somebody. Local correspondent Pat Walsh out in the field. <laughs> you can't do takeaway booze anymore. Right. right. Well, well, Pat, do you know the reason why though? I don't know. You uh, can't drink on the street was, anyway. I, I, if you I, t- I, t- it had something to do with alcoholic. <laughs> hey, Willie. He was a customer in Brooklyn. And... I think he said Alf Kohali. Rest in peace. Hey, Willie. Hey, you got any cats for takeaway? <laughs> Back in March, the New York Liquor Authority allowed bars and restaurants to sell anything that could go, uh, mm-hmm. that they would go normally to sell in-house, including booze, beer, and wine to go. Yeah, it's like a... It's like international waters. You throw a right. chair at a cat, a dog. Mm. Booze, beer, wine to go is my favorite KM diesel. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it when they didn't have Neil Young. <laughs> as, as good as that's been for struggling establishments. Beer, booze, beer, wine, and Ross. 
<laughs> so, and some, however, some New York City neighborhoods, Sometimes like East Village in Williamsburg, it's turned into a bit of a free-for-all party with large groups of drinkers hanging mm. out on the sidewalks mm. outside. Yeah, yeah, right. You can't have that. You can't have people, you know, people finally get to go outside and they're like, exactly. you can't have these things going on, you know? No, no, no. As Mario would say, you need the police to enforce those things. What do you think? We're in uh, the Big Easy? No, I think that, listen, you, don't, I have a, you, you, just, you get the fire department, hose everybody down, call it day. What Has you Pat had any trouble with the setup, with the outdoor what are, I'm 45 years old, I can't have a beer on the street. Why don't you stick the, it up your ass? I'm mad already. Inspectors. I'm 45 years old in Hollywood years. <laughs> <laughs> Perpetually 38. Yeah. Come at Till me. Swintron's headshot is just like a, a, a Jackson Pollock painting, by the way. It's like snow face. <laughs> Governor Cuomo told TRN, quote, New Yorkers are outraged at these establishments. What? Uh, For what? Well, he said that... On the I haven't briefing, seen one person drinking it. Uh, you know, uh, I hate that the fireworks. Everybody's all wound up. <sighs> Uh-huh. During a briefing on Thursday morning, he told Tyrion, quote, we're getting thousands of complaints of people yeah. drinking on the sidewalk. Hey, somebody oh. had a beer. I saw an adult with a beer. Yeah, well. What are you going to do? Why don't you close your window and go to sleep? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Stop alone. bothering people. Mind your I, business. Hear, I hear there's a lot of adults with beards in Brooklyn. No, beards. Mario. Yeah. Beards. <laughs> oh, sorry. In, in addition to the no alcohol without food rule. <laughs> Ever, they're selling beards in Williamsburg and everyone has to put one on. <laughs> you got to have food. Right? You got to have Maybe a pronouns, You got to have a hamburger Beard. that's made out of like a, a chicken dumpling that explodes in your mouth. It's good. Beard pretzel bun. Fuckers. In, it, in addition to the no alcohol without food got rule, really also quick. No, no more walk-up drink-only orders. Oh. Patrons, oh. Uh, Everyone loves it. Patrons can only order alcohol while seated at tables that are at least six feet apart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah so you buy a bag of dipsy no, I guess you can move Exactly. Them. I can put a cup of beer into an empty plate. Keep it yeah. moving. You know, I remember a time when we me and uh, John Frankenheimer, we, we split a <laughs> six-pack of, uh, you know, cool lights, you know. John Frankenheimer wastes a minute of our time, man. Well, Pete, funny you say that. Excuse me, the- that's John Frankenheimer's monster. Uh, yeah, you want to you wanna talk about the makeup <laughs> for that? Technical. The doctor is named Frankenheimer. Right. Unfortunately, you idiot. Things like chips and dipsy doodles don't count, where some restaurants or bars are forced to sell peanut butter and jelly sandwiches as their least uh, expensive option. Yeah, eat this. That's cool. Yeah. I like a good PB. How about hot dogs? Hot dogs count, actually. Yeah, they say Rudy's. That's easy to do. Yeah, yeah. I like swine on nine. Sunflower butter myself. Cuomo tells TRN, if you're not eating a meal and you're just drinking, then it's just an outdoor bar. Fuck him. He's got, he's, this is what he's concentrating on? This, I hate yeah. this guy. Yeah. And you put it in a bowl with a spoon and call it soup? Every day he goes out there with this briefing like to jerk himself off in front of everybody like he's the greatest guy. Does he still go out every day? They should throw no. rocks at that guy. Cool. Cool. Not Cuomo or Are you advocating joining our state center? No, I'm just saying maybe people should think about it. Where's John Lewis? <laughs> Whoever lives in Douglas didn't throw the first up. With all these, with these rules being statewide, Cuomo tells TRN that the most complaints have been from. New I York got a new City. rule: no Italians. Yeah. Well, and he's adding hey. a new need not apply. He's adding a new rule on top of that called the third rule: the three strikes and your closed rule. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> these people have been suffering these places, and now he's getting. All right, what are the three strikes? One. Well, my friends, yeah. What are the three strikes? The three strikes are if that if you get caught. Three times selling drinks without food, you're closed permanently. <sighs> Who's going to do that? They're going to cover their ass and just make, Who's gonna make some food. Who's going to rat? That's what I want. Yeah, right. Who's the snitch here? Well, according to reports, uh, you know, you I think read- we got to put a horse's head in this guy's bed or something. Reminds me of a movie I once saw. Uh- yeah, what was that? We're in. 
The Godfather there. Yeah. You were in that, right, Tilda? Yes, you were. I was. I was the horse's head. <laughs> Standing. And Tilda, way, and Tilda's Tilda, never watched a movie. Message. You're looking good. Hmm. Ah, gentlemen of the barrage. Remind me, uh, put it in, in next week's notes. I need a horse uh, winning sound. Thing. We can do that. <laughs> uh, some reports uh, coming out of our sister uh, publication, Gotham, has said that. I get a were... horse sound. There were DIY mask parties <laughs> popping up around New York City. Uh, DIY mask parties. Yeah, right. Mask they love that yeah, film. <laughs> like ma- me, mask- not no masks. Mask yeah, free. Were- mask free. You know yeah. what? Yeah, the whole time, Slipknot's been off the hook. They've been uh, taking it. Yeah. Yeah, been doing- well, they were ahead of the curve. Tweet, uh, Cuomo tweeted a link to that story, telling people to quote, "Knock it off." Knock it off. Yeah, yeah there was one. Sign simple. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, Pete, this happening all over your hood, right? There was one by me. Yeah. He's gonna go out there in like one of those like polo shirts with like Homeland Security on the thing. Like he's like, oh, this is it's casual a, a Cuomo. I'm here. I'm here to uh, ticket people. Fucking Cuomo mobile. Yeah. Oh, it looks like your kayak flipped over. Let me save you out of the river. Get the fuck. Who's got out a of lemon here. drop? You Cuomo, fucking photo up piece of shit. Like Brian Stack's already gone. The interview's over. And I could curse and go crazy. Yeah. I'm so. Goddamn sick of this guy. Yeah. You know, Listen, is it illegal to say Chris Farley? You keep this up, John. I'm going to kill the governor. <laughs> stop it. You're I'm advocating the stoning. I'm joking. Um, uh, if people want to go out there and stone him, it's not my problem. I have no influence. After another mass free party him. happened on St. Mark's Place in the East Village, Cuomo then tweeted, Don't make me come down there. How about St. Mark's right. Place in the West Village? Is that? No. So apparently, don't make he's me come, to down, come there. down there and clean you up. Yeah, right. Why don't you go down to the base and smack your brother around? Wait a minute, John. If, if I'm correct, you were posting about all the Italian mayors and thought how cute it was when what? the Italian mayors were going out and scolding the citizens of their towns. I never posted anything about Italian yeah. mayors. Yeah, yeah, you were like, look at this Italian man. I think you dreamed like, this. He's going out there, he's yelling at that person. At that I got person. nothing against yeah. Italians. Well, this day and age? No, I wasn't. I was advocating Italian. Listen, I, right, no, the mayor should go out, and, and but they shouldn't yell about this bigger fish to, fish to fry than goddamn having a beer on the street. Well, listen, well, um, they hit you with a shoe if you don't go inside. Willem Dafoe once told me I'd never play an Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Little did he know. <laughs> this yeah. story's out of laughing now. <laughs> he can breathe underwater. Yeah, that's funny. Like Billy, yeah. <laughs> Willem Dafoe appear, <laughs> appears in Tommy's next story. <laughs> it's actually Billy the antagonist <laughs> by Jim Jarmusch. <laughs> this next story is out of Estonia. We got to talk about heaven. Astoria. A uh, a tardy tourist. I just want to clear this up before we move on. I don't advocate killing the governor. You're doing a great job, uh, Mario Cuomo. What, Fine, yeah. fine, fine. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. A tardy tourist had been reportedly uh, has been reportedly rescued after being stranded in an airport for more than a hundred days. You're a tardy right. tourist, you late son of a bitch. You're late to doing uh, due to coronavirus travel restrictions. So this guy was apparently stuck in an airport for a hundred days straight. Lucky him. Yeah, that's wow. the plot of that Tom Hanks movie. The man from Estonia named Stuck Roman, in an airport. Roman Tarmoff. Tarmac. Uh, was traveling from Bangkok on March 20th on an Air Asia <laughs> flight when he landed in Manila Airport in the Philippines. I, I already don't feel any empathy for this thing. <laughs> he survived <laughs> on Auntie Annie's for, 20, for 100 days. He opened up his suitcase. It's filled with little kids. Fuck out of Pretzels. Once he arrived, however, he learned that he was unable to leave the departure <laughs> yeah, but to area. Declare? He was unable to leave the departure area in the Philippines because they were not issuing visas. Well, to, that, uh, what's the irony of you're not a label, able to leave the departure area? I know. Due That's to what it's for. Restrictions. 
The airline also reportedly was not allowed to take him back to Thailand either because of the pandemic. Right. Since man without a country. <laughs> right. He's a man without a country. You know, just hear them out. <laughs> you know, let's not throw every sex tourist under the rug. It's <laughs> right. so easy a little Very bit. forward thinking of I told her there. Thank you. I'm woke. <laughs> Since March 20th, however, Tarkov has been then stuck in the departure zone of the airport. I would live in an airport. Fuck. Hell yeah. And allegedly surviving on airport snack food. Slice a noose. Or food Shake donated to him. Yeah. Departure zone is my favorite. I had to live in the airport. At two, I, I, Keep I the tab open. The name's Montage. Spelled like it sounds. Uh, actually, Tilda, this next <laughs> sentence applies to you. Maybe you could uh, expound on it. The situation, which is reminiscent of Tom Hanks' movie The Terminal, came right. to Terminal. close on July 7th. Do you know that movie? I, I do know that it's, movie. It's Dave. three hours. Tom Hanks can't get on a plane. It's great. Like I've seen I auditioned for it. I was a TSA agent. <laughs> Wait a second. I was like, slow down there. Easy. I heard anything, anything liquid. Right. Tom Hanks definitely. Tom Hanks comes back from Thailand because he's a pedophile, apparently. So, by the way, the union, uh, Sergeant Benevolent, Union oh, the, guy, the QAnon Ed shit? Mullins. Yeah. He's got a QAnon mug behind him. That's yeah. on purpose. This fuck. These are the people who run the city. That's scary as shit. These thugs. No. They're gang leaders. Thank you. Go ahead. Gang gang. Uh, so no. according to this, uh, after 110 days, it came to a close when Taramoff uh, shared in a Facebook update that he was free and able to fly back to Estonia's capital of Tallinn. I've been Estonia. Yeah. Mario's been there on a, on a camel in a kayak or something. <laughs> I, I, have, I made I had, a movie on a camel in a I kayak. I had to stay in the airport in uh, the United Arab Emirates. <laughs> uh, you were in Dubai? Days. Yeah, I had to stay there for three days because I tried to sneak on a plane to India and they caught me. What? Was I was supposed to go to India, but my visa expired, so I doctored it and I tr changed the stamp. What are you, the fugitive? Hand. You got like an exacto knife and you're cutting and out pictures? I, no, I think he's crayons. I was, I was taking off the plane and they said, there's no way for you to go. You have to stay <laughs> here. The one so, man. He's got a passport like with crayon on it. Yeah. Midnight yeah. Express. Casual yeah. federal yeah, crime. So Would you have strapped to your chest? He's trying I to go to India with like a med scoop. with a bad, with a doctored visa? Well, I, I just visited that one stamp because I got my stamps in New York before I left, and now it's six oh, months later, and I'm trying to go to India. Holy shit. And it's my, one of my dreams. You're trying to turn the three into an eight? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's penciled it in. I was then taken off the plane, and then I ended up going to Israel and meeting, uh, I ended up meeting Philip Ruta. Oh, that dude who called in. Hey. Yeah, yeah. And the rest, of, and now you know the rest of the story. And that's how blondes do See, it. See, I knew you would have a story about that. It was a mitzvah. Why did you try to, was India part of the plan, or are you just like... Yeah, a, oh, I wanted to go to Himalayas, and I wanted to go down south so bad, and I, I wanted to ride an elephant, and I never got... That's still on my bucket list. Riding an elephant? Radio. I think that's out now. The ele Those elephants are, like, tortured. Well, yeah, exactly. No, they have coronavirus. Really Listen, I'll dress up like an elephant. They you still can come over here and ride me for 20 bucks. And they still use them in India. It's not Ringling Brothers Circus, you know. They don't. They're not that woke. Yeah, but you can't ride one. Sure, uh, you can. You sure go you on can. tours. Yeah. You go on tours of the Himalayas. We you don't, don't even know you're up there. there. Yum. According to twelve hundred pounds. Mario's <laughs> trying to go to India from Do the you? airport. He's he's sitting on his friend's shoulders with the big trench coat on. One yeah. ticket, please. He's trying to fly Dumbo. <laughs> according to his <laughs> Operation according Dumbo Drop. 
I once, I, I once saw Max Landis uh, shoot an elephant, Dave. <laughs> yeah. John Landis' son. He killed one in a Tarzan movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, watch this. I, I don't know. I was... Big game. The cameras weren't even rolling. Right. I, like yeah, we were all set. I like Mowgli. According to a statement from the Estonian Foreign Ministry, Igor Funkenberg. <laughs> also written in crayon. Uh, Guilty. The official claims of Mr. Tarmov say that he had been flown from the South Asian country after warnings of the coronavirus had been shared. You tell me there's an airport in Estonia? I've never been out of Queens. Yes, yes. USA. The man's apparently traveling under a great passport, meaning he is not Estonian, but he lives in another country. So. You live next to an airport. Exactly. It's the sad state of affairs when you wish you were Estonian. <laughs> I got to get into Estonia. Stat. The country next to it, whatever that is, is killing this is our TRN elected Igor Frankenheimer. This is all this is absolutely Baltic. <laughs> Three hundredth show. If you're just tuning in, never do that again. We're going to shift to our little entertainment news right now. Oh, I like to shift to the entertainment news. You rang. <laughs> Tommy, can you drive a stick? Uh, Pat taught me once, and then I forgot. It's like can you drive a trailer? I can drive a trailer. I think it doesn't have a motor. He thought the trailer had a motor. motor. Yeah. We'll find out. I can't drive the airstream. Stay tuned. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, I just want I just want you to know that Yes, ma'am. Uh, from from you to me, I empathize with what you're going through. Uh long time ago Terrence Stamp once <laughs> sold me a VW bug. Yeah. <laughs> We had a Doobie Brothers eight track in there, and I couldn't get it out. Do you have a list? Do you have a list? <laughs> what a fool believes. So you understand? Do I have what? a list? I have a list of grievances with a list most of, of the entertainment. Work a list out. of character actors who have been in some independent films. Well, then, Tilda, you'll appreciate this. I'm going to banish all you to the Phantom I Zone. I appreciate all of your news. Speaking Thank of Terrence Stamp, we got a jackknife Airstream trailer. <laughs> Terrence Stamp might be the best one. <laughs> news out of Hollywood says uh, rapper Kanye West is now reportedly dropping out of his attempt to run for the 20 presidential race. Right. 11 days after announcing that he would run in the first place. Mm-hmm. Under what ticket was he running? As a He's almost as manic as you, Tommy. I don't know what? if he even decided that. I have no idea. Yeah, he did. He was going to well, run. At, at that gone. point, he couldn't have gotten on in a bunch of states anyway. Which is really Making strange fun. because he seems so well thought out. <laughs> he is, right. He's very well adjusted. Yeah. One man's presidency runs, another man's airstream. I feel bad for Kanye West. I don't want to make fun of him. I think he's no, seriously he's, mentally he's, Ill. He's Ill. John, he's not mentally ill. He's fucking he told, schizophrenic, dude. That's... This, Okay. He, he's sick in the head. Let, call me after. We'll talk about trailers. Tomato, tomato. Doesn't You're have a motor. Stay on your medication, <laughs> you man. Um, he's out, according to advisor Steve Kramer, who was yeah. hired to help West gather signatures, mm-hmm. running around trying to get signatures to get his presidential right, uh, That's a good gig. You're like, totally just be like, I'll get signatures for you. Connie West, like, here's a million dollars, and like the gig is over in five days. Like, nice cash to check, but. He said we originally had initial uh, overwhelming support to get him on the ballot, but things kind of faded off. Right. Mm. Mm. Are you telling me Kanye West dropped out? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Thank you. Very funny, John. Uh, everyone has their personal decision about why we made these decisions. Running for president has to be one of the hardest things for someone to actually contemplate at that level. Everyone's got their personal decision about why we made the decisions. Uh, Why well, I made a decision to be in Uncut Gems, Dan. Right. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't voice. notice you oh, in that movie. Oh, that's right. She was in that. On yeah. the phone, there. Yeah. Are you yeah, serious? I was on the phone. <laughs> Play him the <to> phone. 
When asked why West was abandoning... Oh, the, sorry. When <laughs> West was asked why he was abandoning his presidential bid, Kramer said, I'll let you know what I know once I know when stuff gets canceled. Yeah. It's, yeah. But he said he spent uh, right. over... 11 days uh, on the trail trying to get support. Uh, boy, am I arms tired. Exactly. Brian Stack spent more time in makeup. I've been at, right. It's like, <laughs> what are you, the Rolling Stones? 11 days on the road? Wow. <laughs> ah. uh, he said, quote, We must now realize the promise of America by trusting God and unifying our vision and building our future. I am running for president of the United States, said uh, uh, West in his initial... Con- yeah, I like it when, when you start out with God. I'm totally out. Like, I thought we yep. took care of that separation. Double shit. talk one on one. Right. I'm sorry, time. I missed that. He spent 11 days in your trailer. No. <laughs> but it, I would sell it to him if he needed it. You send him an invoice. Yeah. Yeah, peas in a pod. This story is about a uh, haptic squirrel running loose. So check this out. Ha- what is ha- you know? What's a haptic? Well, you'll see, John. It's it's Estonian. You don't know what it is, do you? It's a radio show. Sounds in haptic. I saw in haptic in 1998. <laughs> haptic was good. Opposite Harrison Ford. It was me, Harrison Ford, Bill That's Nunn, right. Catherine Deneuve, Stephen Root, and a very young Dax Shepard. Stephen Root, <laughs> a young Dax Shepard, an ace, a six-year-old Dax Shepard at a at a barbecue that Joel Cohen is <laughs> but not Ethan. He's out. No, no, they, they were on the outs. Never again. Wait, is this live? Yes, this no, is live. No, say whatever you want. Haptic, related to the sense of touch. Per, d- Dom Herrera. Right. a touchy squirrel, Mario. Dom Herrera. Is this thing on? Dom Herrera in a very serious dramatic program. A squirrel has tested positive for the bubonic plague. Yeah. <laughs> in the town of Morrison, Colorado. You know, they found like 50 of them dead and they tested one. It should, the headline should be 50 squirrels die of bubonic plague. I'm just like, because right. I'm like, it's I read the article. I'm trying to figure out how they just picked. It's not like they picked one. And by the way, we got to, uh, whatever. Go ahead, Tom. And they're hard to catch. They're hard to catch. <laughs> when they get that plague, man, the yeah. faster. The squirrel was discovered on Saturday, which is the first case of the uh, the plague in uh, Jefferson County, Colorado. Right. They, they, that was what I read, too. It's like, it's not like the, it's this panic headline, and then it's like, not the first case of the plague, like, in years in America. It was like, the first case, in, this is the first case in, of the plague in Jefferson County. County, yeah. <laughs> A spokesperson for for the Jefferson County Public uh, Health Official Office named Tim Dimstein told TRNN that someone in everyone have a job. Yes, reported seeing at least fifteen dead squirrels around town. Get me Tim Dimstein. (laughs) Officials tested one, and since uh, it was positive for the plague, they expect others might be too. Right, all the other dead ones around it probably. Yeah, you don't have to test it. They mourn. By the way, I think we have a. I think we have a. A, a uh, what do you call that? When they shoot. A song? You. Can I sing a song? No, no, absolutely not. Oh. No, no singing. Sorry. A, uh, Sorry. I can't. My brain is so fried. I can't think. An of infectious that. squirrel? No. What's the thing when you? <laughs> infectious squirrel is my favorite uh, suicidal tendencies <laughs> side project. <laughs> my brain is broken. What are you trying to say, John? I'm trying to say we have a cure for that. What is the other word for that? A vaccine. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on everyone's mind. Oh, well, actually, it's a lot of laugh, but a train to cry, John. Right. Uh, so the bu- bubonic plague, like, what, did it take out like a third of Europe back then or something? Yes, yes. The Good black ones. They were plague. Lazy. How many people in Jefferson County back then? Fifteen squirrels. They said the, that uh, Steve Albini only- tweeted, and I'm not even kidding, uh, I, I fucking told you or something. It's like, I warned you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke well, that only five people get. 
According to Tim Dimstein, they said that humans can be infected through flea bites mm. and the, the cough of an infected animal or coming in direct contact with the blood from an infected animal. But if you eat one. Yeah. Coughing squirrels. Cats are highly susceptible to the plague and can catch it from fleas or rodents. Right. Don't have an outside cat, then, and you won't get the blood yeah. out of the plague. Let yeah. my cat, be like my cat. Sits in, uh, and stares at a fucking wall on the... Exactly. It's got to be torture for the cat, Pain right? for this. It looks what I do out. until an, another role comes along. Right. Until I can make another movie, I just sit and stare at a wall. Till the well, not like uh, Jay Leno. <laughs> Jay Leno. <laughs> <laughs> the host of the French program, Late Tonight Show. <laughs> he added that uh, dogs, however, are not susceptible to the plague. <laughs> <laughs> however, dogs Dog is too up. stupid to get sick. And carry cats who have been infected by the plague and get the plague that way. So. Right. Yeah. I love Carrie Katz's work. Carrie Katz. He's, she <laughs> writes for the New Yorker. <laughs> I like him in uh, the Maltese Falcon with Tilt the Script. She quit the Times this week. <laughs> Carrie Katz. Washington Post. <laughs> Vote Carrie Katz. <laughs> Vote Katz. <laughs> by the way, Tilda was in Katz, but it was on, ended up on the cutting room floor. With you Rebel Wilson, um, Chris Christopherson. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny you say that because there's a little bit of history. I haven't here said about anything funny in the past hour, so <laughs> thank you for the you're stroking. A little footnote here about the plague, John. If you want some history on it, sure. <laughs> uh, give me some history on the bubonic plague. Yeah. The guy who doesn't know how a car works. Go ahead. According to reports out of the 1600s, <clears throat> uh, the, the plague killed millions of people worldwide during the Middle Ages. It's gonna link to a woodcut. <laughs> look a little sick, there, buddy. It killed millions of people during the Middle Ages. An outbreak of linked to a woodcut. <laughs> including the ye old Great Plague of London in the <laughs> late 1600s. Ye old. <laughs> old it says O-L-D-E and shit. According to Bob Bannock. <laughs> today, that's my neighbor's last name, actually. Mm. Uh, today, the plague can be uh, deadly. Bob Bannock is the Hulk when he's not angry, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can be deadly enough to ninety percent of those who are infected if not treated. Mm. Yeah. Well, stop spreading, uh, you know, uh, fear and propaganda on my uh, show. I think we got. I think we licked that. Well, it's mostly squirrels, according to reports. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Thin out their ranks. Exactly. That's what they and, used to say about the meatloaf at school. <laughs> 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 By the way, I, I've given uh, a bunch of uh, blankets to. Uh, <laughs> with COVID, to squirrels. With holes in them. Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> You look a little cold there. You're a born landlord. And finally, the story's out of Long Island. Mm. Uh oh. Thank God. An American alligator was oh. turned over to Suffolk police. Right. Uh, Stay out of Lake Ronkonkomas. <laughs> They're on OT. I chief, can't wait to hear the police chief's name in this shit. <laughs> but this one's a little more tame. Police Chief Roy Gross of the Suffolk County SPCA. I don't know when that, the pun is coming or not. It's weird. No, sometimes it's just they don't have punny names. I just, just think you can't think you said that. He's like, I know how Tommy writes the news. He goes, well, uh, he thinks about it for a second. He's like, is there a pun? I can't think of one. Move on. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, I, said, I know. Said, Listen, I'm in your head. Soon I'll be in your face. trailer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> your reverse engineering of these news will be as slow as you trying to reverse that trailer. Right. Tommy's going to go out. <laughs> you and McGregor beep, once said beep, to me, I'm beep. in your head. Tommy's going to go out it, to the destroyed me for five years. good. Tommy's going to go out to the trailer every five minutes, knock on the door and go, uh, uh, you're five minutes, Mrs. Mrs. Swindrum. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, and I'm just flashing back. 
You want a trailer Where's expert? Ask time? Tilda. She lives half her life in a trailer. According to Chief McFiddler, oh, uh, he said that the two-foot-long alligator was given to the SBCA on Two Tuesday foot? Because the owner, who had purchased the alligator out of state, did not have a permit to own it in New York State. Oh. Yeah. How do they so find You apparently need a, like, a license to have a gator up here. You need a license to have a gator in pretty much everywhere, I think. Not in Florida. <laughs> they just walk in the house. Yeah, nobody's looking for them. Is that your alligator? No, take your pick. Plays is lousy with them. Well, According to reports, the uh, rampant reptile will be transported to a licensed rampant. wildlife sanctuary mm. in uh, eastern Long Island. The antagonistic amphibians. Some in Brookhaven Labs. Curious tongue cancer like Eddie Van Halen. I can't believe there's any science lab on Long Island besides like Plum Island. Wardenclyffe. They're busy studying animals out there. Well, they're, they're throwing rocks at uh, protesters. Brook Brookhaven's. Yeah, Brookhaven, exactly. Uh, the police chief told TRN, quote, uh, alligators do not make good pets. In fact, they are dangerous to the public and uh, are legal to own without a permit or a license. Hey, you got a permit for that? Yeah. I prefer my pets <laughs> to be warm-blooded. You got to keep it in a big fish tank. Hey, this is Brook Cave and Fish and Wildlife. Open up. <laughs> I know you're in there. I know you're in there. Uh, he ain't in there. Let's go to lunch. The Suffolk County SPCA is reminding residents like to be birdies. I'd be surprised if there was one wildlife guy on Long Island to take care of all that shit. He's, like, He's in Deer Park. He's like, I got to tell you guys. I think I it's your brother, I got a squirrel call and a raccoon thing in uh, you know, uh, Suffolk County. I, I can't do I can't do everything. The, the Wading yeah. River. Tilda, what were you saying? I've never told this story before, hmm. but... <laughs> this arm, this arm right here, mm -hmm. this arm you've seen in cinema and stage... Fake. fake. Not real. A fake limb? How'd you lose it? <laughs> Naomi Watts' alligator <laughs> ate my arm. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. I can't believe it. Yeah. I didn't know she had it. Roger. Yeah. She lives in Tallahassee, Dave. Is this before or after Orlando? It was. She was in Orlando and then went to Tallahassee. <laughs> the alligator the alligator co-starred with you in Orlando. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, it's so, been in the director. He came show. up. He came up for the Oscar. He <laughs> came up for later. Air. Much later. It was a slow walk to the alligator. And the Emmy goes to not Brian Stack, but this alligator with his tuxedo and <laughs> on, on his hind legs. It's, it's a good look. People job. say she should fire her financial advisor. I like Brian Stack. <laughs> like he never won an Emmy except for, uh, Emmy except for one. Ryan's like, oh yeah. Well, what do you do at your Emmy? Uh, what, this is what I do at mine. <laughs> yeah, keep it on the toilet. I get rid of my television. Everybody's whole family stands we have, at it. Right. We, have, we have Ryan and, and Brian Stack, both of which have the exact same amount of Emmy. It's just hitting me now that we interviewed Brian Stack. Holy shit. It's crazy. Yeah. Alligator um, lover, Brian Stack. Accord, according to the police chief, he said that the alligator possesses a keen sense of hearing, allowing them to determine where their uh, victims might lie. Mm. What? Yeah, that's what, that's what it said. They can hear everything, so be careful mm. about them. You know? They don't have ears. Oh, is the point of the story be careful around an alligator? Well, you no, need a permit. You. I think yeah. they can hear you. Maybe no, when I'm at home. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh no, it's okay. <laughs> I was at the aquarium once, and I saw an alligator. And I said, "Hey, stupid!" And he looked at me. He turned it. Dummy. He, oh, no. <laughs> doesn't even have a neck to turn it. Think you heard me? He closed out the interview by asking if anyone's seen an abandoned reptile to call the Suffolk County SPCA at 718-577-2716. And with that, that's the news. Right. Hey. Suffolk County ASPCA, the guy's sitting there with a big uh, ring of keys with his feet on the desk reading the post. It's doing Sudoku. And that's the news. Good job. That's the news. <clears throat> news, Tommy. Oh.
I'm sorry. I, up to I, the minute. That might have been my worst riffing on the news in history. Reporting live <laughs> from at least six feet away via Zoom video call. Thank you, Tommy. Good job on the news. And Thank look you. at this. We're right on time as uh, we have a pre-show meeting. <laughs> it is. It flew right through that. We may even have time for a tilde the sing. Well, that's no, five no stories, singing, guys. No so. I want to throw you off five stars. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I went to dinner with Tommy and an alligator once, and the alligator got his wallet out first. Uh, <laughs> can't beat me. It's just Tune in for more shows. witty. Uh... By the way, that was 300 alligator stories in a row. I Is it? Yeah. No, no. 270. Yeah, right. 270. <laughs> exactly. Minus the first three. Came in on show third. <laughs> he might have doubled up here and there. Yeah. Fuck the audience. Before he came on the show, we had an alligator that would do news on you, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> In Tallahassee, show. Florida, alligator do news on you. Yeah, and, and you sound a little roomy. <laughs> a little pitchy. Al E. Gator. Here's Al E. Gator with the news. Can you go He's to another really Walter, Walter Crockite. <laughs> oh, that's who good. Brian like Stack that. met dressed as Frankenstein. Which is funny. <laughs> uh, real, uh, real that's Crockle. <laughs> Al Roker. Don't mind me, guys. No. I know it's that right. I'm an Oscar-nominated na- actress, no. but you know, I'm just, I'm just here for the laugh. Well, where do you keep your Oscar? <laughs> In a trailer with Hugo. Have you, have you won any Cable Ace awards? <laughs> I did one for for Night Stalkings. Is that a was that a show on USA? Show us your Razzie. <laughs> um, Tilda Swinton, who has not won Silk an stalking. Emmy nor an Oscar, don't like Ron. The Red Shoe <laughs> Diaries. <laughs> the Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> I was uh, you. You and the company. It was, I was walking through the living Dave, room. I was walking through the living room right before the show, and the category category in Jeopardy was like one of those things we have to string a bunch of things. It was like the red sh- man with one red shoe diary event. Frank. Oh, yeah. Every contestant's like, yeah. You have to click the button first. And then work through it while you tell the answer. It's great. Right. In front of tournament of millions champions. of people. Oh, man. You're in the Tournament of Champions because it's that guy. Forget it. So, uh, uh, yeah, I watched Tournament of Champions a... last night, and it was, I, knew three, I knew three answers. He's such a pompous that he draws, like, you know, the Las Vegas, like, yeah. sands. That's how he draws his name on the screen. Like, oh, I draw something new every time. That's how smart. You know what? Let's sit in the back. Oh, you're talking about... Um... Yeah, James Hertzfeld or something. No, uh, Hertzengauer. Fred Hertzengauer, who I work with. Travelina. Fred Travelina. He was on top of knows everything in the world except how to smile. He was the uh, cinematographer like on the beach with me and the... Hey, Ryan, I have a question. Great show. Do you think uh, Tilda Swinton would want to play the game with us? Want to stick me? Around? No, I couldn't. I, I just couldn't. Oh, come I on. Can I sing a song, please? No singing. Stick Could around I, for that game. Really? Yeah. No? You'd be well, doing- I talked. Uh-huh. I talked to her agent already, and she and she's in. So awesome. Maybe after the game, till there's something. So, you contractually be- obliged to be <laughs> part of the game now. Well, we'll meet after the show. <laughs> uh, you'd be you doing us a big favor man. if you stuck around, Tilda. Will you stick around? Sure. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, it's a trivia yeah. game. It's a. <laughs> Where do I gotta go? There's no set. Just stay there. There's no. There's no ace catering day. <laughs> you signed up for five. You're signed up for five uh, running games. Ace catering. Which also does the dumpster work. Here's the Ryan game, everybody. Yeah! And now, from a barrage in Queens, New York, it's time to play the Ryan game, where we expose these smartasses for the dumbasses they really are. Here's your host, Ryan Collison. Yeah. 
Let's move on with the game. Brian does a great job every week. He comes up with a game for us. We don't know what it's going to be. What's in the... What's in the... What's in the... Game this week, Ryan. Oh, yeah, That's called just, hitting the uh, post, post post. Ended the post. That's right. Post yep. it up. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for eight years of giving me something to do on Friday nights. Put up for Ryan's game for eight years, man. You've been working. Yeah. So Put up with it. He's coming up. Keep coming up with fresh ideas. Game sure of games. Excellent Tommy, job, Tommy Ryan. And I spoke yesterday about great many things. One of the things was what I was going to do tonight for the game, and uh, we were thinking we should do a retro throwback, best of type of game. But you know what? I I got so many ideas. I Let's go. Well, we're young. New shit. I got to <laughs> give you new. A new game. I can't give you the oh, same old game over and over all again. Right, all fresh. Right. Come on, this is for another eight years right here. He's fresh still, meat. Let's do it. Let's play a game called Quarter Half Pole. Quarter I'm Half gonna Pole? Read, I'm going to read each one of you a trivia question. It's After I read is. you the question, you're going to get. You're going to bet quarter of your points, half your points, oh. all of your points. Ooh, man, how many points do we have? Mario's going to keep track of this. He's a nightmare. You're going to keep score, Ryan, right? But the three... I'm going to keep score on this, Mary. I'll tell you why. Because everybody's getting 300 points to celebrate the 300th episode. Ah. All right. We'll start with that dear host, John. We're going to do a category of music first. What's the name of the game again? Quarter half hole. Quarter half hole with Ryan Carlson. And by the way, Ryan and and, and everyone, I, I, you know, if we, the game goes long, I, I do appreciate everybody hanging around and doing this whole thing the entire. Thanks, it's John. ridiculous. It's a lot of bullshit and stressful. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I appreciate you, Mario. I appreciate you, sir. <laughs> and part, one I of the rules of the game, of the one of the it. rules of the games is if you, if you answer the question without saying what you're wagering, it's automatically going to be quarter. So if you get it right, you get a quarter of you, the points you have. And if you get it wrong, you lose a quarter. Yeah, that's so just going around the horn. So you're hedging your bet. Going around the horn. Jeopardy John guy Hulahan, just pushes his chips in every time. Yes, Ryan, what is the question, sir? The question is, Random which, shit. which group holds the distinction of starring in the first music video oh. ever aired on MTV? Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Rush. Oh, I, I will say, it's, excuse me, it's my turn. Thank you. I will say it is. Oh, wait, wait. Wait, you got to bet first. Make oh, I bet it all. You have, uh, you have uh, 300 points. He's all, all right. in. Put me all when in. When you lose your points, you're out. Oh, really? All right. Can oh, I go yeah. to? Uh, I gotta, all right. Get, let me go half then. I want to stay in the game. Okay. No. What did he say? The first video on MTV? Which group? Yes. All right, I'm going all in. It's it's uh... <laughs> John, you do this in poker, and then you would sit there and I'm mad because you're oh, out. I'm going to be so mad. Go for it. Bet do, do it's the buggles. All in. Yeah, he got John it. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Give me 600. six on. Six points. Six video points. killed the radio stars there. John. That's right, John. Take on me. Next, we'll go to Patrick Walsh. Yes. Patrick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So great to do this with you, Pat, every week or I'm every fourth week. But <laughs> <laughs> I try not to look at Pat because I'm afraid uh, he's going to kill me. <laughs> what was Elvis Presley's first hit in 1956? Do you want to bet quarter, half, or all of your points? Uh, I'm going to go quarter. Okay. And uh, can we steal? No. Not officially, no. I'll yeah, let you yeah. guess if somebody gets one wrong, though. Okay. Uh, blue suede shoes. Uh, I'm sorry, Pat. That is not the correct answer. Uh, good, down, good you're down to strategy. 200 points. Mm. That's all right, Mama. A L- lot of room. And, uh, actually, it's 
less than that. So, what is the, go ahead, Todd. You don't know the answer? Wait a second. Can the I, audience is, needs to know. Go ahead. Can Somebody I guess? shout it out. Yeah. I was going to say Hound Dog. No, it's not Hound Dog. Mm-hmm. Moon. Moon. Right. Moon. Moon. I was going to say Carl Perkins is angry. <laughs> no House Rock. Ah. No. Heartbreak Hotel. How can I? Since my baby left me. So many hits, it's hard to. I know. Hey, you know what? I get to breathe air. I'm better than Elvis. Thank you. And the Beatles. All right, Mario, uh, you are next. Thank you, sir. An city. honor and a privilege. The B-52s were formed in which city? How Nobody helped them. How much? Should, are you should mix up our questions. A city or the state doesn't count, right? Oh my no. god! It's always I will bet half and say Akron, Ohio. Oh, that's totally. Oh. You're way off, sir. Whoa! Can I Damn. see it, I'm going to stand. That is the wrong answer. Who wants to? Athens, Georgia. Athens. Athens, Georgia. I knew it began with the letter A. I'm dyslexic. Damn it! Pat, is that what you're going to say? Athens? Yeah, that's right. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Except for actually, you. I've been there. And I actually go dogs. So, you, I don't have memory. He had a shirt on in Athens, taking him with a goat to the top. No, I, was, I had a shirt with Elizabeth Moss there in, in Athens. <laughs> At, with Pylon. Yeah, Sid, Sidney Lamette was directing he's it. Got, yeah. <laughs> he's known so, for his Athens street scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a tax break down there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got the orange there, the peach, whatever. Right, <laughs> the orange. I don't really know fruit. I only, <laughs> I only eat glass. You're on the keto diet. <laughs> Next, we go to Tommy Rockstar. Do it. Nice. Do it. Whoops. Number four. Michael Jackson's Thriller was produced by which? Music producer. Mm. Come on, Tommy. I'm going to go. I'm going to go all 300 and say Quincy Jones. You are correct with Quincy. Enjoy that free pass, ass wife. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't uh, that guy, uh, Nigel. Next Nigel is Adam. Hello. 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 What Beatles single lasted the longest on the charts? Total of 19 weeks. Oh, I'm gonna go quarter. Satisfaction. Okay. <laughs> I can't uh, get no. Uh, a hard day's night. Good guess. Nope. Good guess. That is incorrect. Let uh, it be. The... No. She loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sergeant Your Peppers is Hey Jude. Yeah, that's obviously the oh, yeah. Good the guess though. Yeah. A lot of hey, By the way, Hey Jude was only on the charts for that long because the song is still going. <laughs> Lots of I went to school. Right. They started in week one. Yeah. Right, it was it was number that. one. Thirteen weeks later, still playing. I was in high school. I'm so old that when I was in high school, you could <laughs> smoke cigarettes in the. In well, it was the, a horse teaching the class while you played pool. We had a pool hall in our high school, and you could smoke cigarettes there. <laughs> when I started and high school, Jude was the biggest song of the of the of the of the, the time. time. When I started high school, the seniors had a smoking lounge in the upstairs of the library. That's right. The seniors right. only could smoke. Yeah, what were was the classes? Like, uh, invent the wheel? Well, 1987. That was it. That was the only year I, that happened. Uh, Pete? Mario took a... Uh, he was like, uh, you want Spanish or Sanskrit? Those are the two choices. <laughs> right. Here's right, your you chisel. Here's your chisel. And here's your stone. <laughs> Pete, which uh, singer uh, changed his name from Frederick Bolsara? Mm. Mm. 
Mm. I'm going to show you like the way to be. And stop looking it up on uh, I Yahoo. saw him Good open man. up. Um, Let me put his hands, hands up. up. A hands quarter up. on Bono. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Pete. Good guess, Pat knows Can the answer, he says. Go ahead, Pat. The, uh, uh, ahead, Pat with you. That's right. Freddie Is Mercury. it? I thought Freddie Mercury had a, a more Freddie of an Mercury. Iranian uh, Farsi uh, kind of name, no? Uh, no, he just has yeah, a lot of shitty records. Wait, Fred so what was last name? Now? Last name was B-U-L-S-A-R-A, Balsara. What's the quarter of 300? Uh, Good, You're down to 225. You know, I had my doubts about this. <laughs> I once got finger fucked by Angelica Houston's <laughs> oh, idea of sheer hot Wow. Was she smoking oh, no. at the time? <laughs> <laughs> gang, gang. I'll take my answer. Are you drinking out of a Von Marie jar? <laughs> uh, we go to Steven So uh no, Steven's not here. We go to Toby uh, Swinton. Hey, don't don't break down the fourth wall, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the original lead singer of the impressions? How much you want to wager? Willem Dafoe. Oh, I'll I'll bet half there on Curtis Mayfield. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wow. Yeah. So not exactly 100% confident, but uh, until the Swintron, Swintron got it right. 50 I, mean, okay. I had a moment where I thought that one thing. Could be, yeah. Good. I like it. <laughs> told, us, told us that the, what, 450. That's pretty good. Nice. Episode 300. I can't find the Ryan game page. Sir. Yes. Are you interested in game shows or not? Good job. So let's go to uh, Tilda's favorite category, film. I'm ready. Let's go to film. We're going to start with John. John, how many Oscars? Do I have zero? Did Schindler's List win? Uh, I got to come up with a number? This is crazy. What you a number. You got to come up with two numbers. You got to bet first. All right, well, I bet a quarter because it's hey. ridiculous. I definitely won Best Picture, I know, because it beat Casino or some bullshit like that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's fucking nonsense. Like, if you sat down, or maybe it'd be Goodfellas. If you sat down, you're like, what do you want to watch? Schindler's List of Goodfellas. What is it, you know, if you had a nice lady over, listen to some Paul Anker. Wait, I have a question question for you. I have a question. (laughs) It was up against feeling Minnesota. I have a question before anyone answers. So now do we always continue to to bet quarter halves or the whole thing, or can we break it up into different increments? No. Oh, you uh, actuary? He's not a mathematician. It's the name of the game. Is it Pyagra right, right. theorems over here? Um, all right. All right. I'll go with five. Best picture, definitely. Let's hey, go, let's go five. Ah, yeah, I was going to say six, you bound them. That's I'll right. Go, you should, I get one answer. Question. I'm not going to cheat. I get one answer. Five is the answer, I guess. Uh, the answer is uh, seven. That fucking mm. cinematographer mm. pizza shit. What was the seventh? Yeah. The best right, right, key right. grip? Fuck Can we that. have multiple choice? <laughs> Stop ruining the game. Next we go to Pat. I'm not mm. ruining the game. Tommy's ruining the game. The rules are clear. Tommy wants to bet ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, uh, for which film, The actual which uh, list of Oscars is longer than Schindler's list. For which two films in a row, Pat, did Tom Hanks receive Best Actor Oscar? Oh, um, mm. I'm going to go half. Okay. And I will say, um, the fuck is it, Castaway? Is that what that's called? <laughs> good guess. Philadelphia. Mm. Very good guess. Oh, you're close. You so got Philadelphia. Close. The second one was Close and Buddies. Oh, yeah. Those are back What was this? Oh, first gun. Comedian. 
What 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 range? <laughs> he didn't win an Oscar. Oscar for that movie. One is around the LaGuardia for ten hours. Okay. <laughs> I think he might. I don't know. He didn't win for that, though. Wait, what were the answers? Uh, 90, 94 and 95 was Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. Right. Oh. Right. And, uh, <laughs> two different endings there. <laughs> Mario, in what film does Jack Nicholson play Randall Patrick McMurphy? Mm. What do you want? Hello. I'll bet it all Hello. on one Wait a second. The that's, that's, yeah. the, that's the new commissioner yeah. of the NYPD. <laughs> You're correct. How many points do I have? How many points? You're back was, to 300. What was the answer I interrupted? It was one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Cuckoo's nest. Ah, really? Hot Irish temper. Tommy, approximately how many languages can C-3PO speak mm. in Star Wars? Oh, oh Hello, you know that from your discussions with John, your drunken discussion with John. I'm going to bet it. And now, from... <laughs> I'm going to bet half and say six million. You are correct, Tommy. Yeah. What? Wait a second. What? That can't be right. Yeah, it is. Six million. What? Um, How do you know that? You just Google that shit. I'm throwing it right off the show. Let me explain Star Wars to you. Let me explain <laughs> Star Wars to you, John. Please do. And now. Uh, wait. That can't be right. Remember the line? It's like, I'm fluent in over six million languages. Over. So it's uh, you're wrong. You, you, it should, like, it should be like no, it's approximately, yeah. which is exactly what All I All right, uh, go ahead, uh, George Lucas. <laughs> so what am I up to, 900? And now. Yeah, you're up to 900 languages, just short of C-3PO. <laughs> Ryan, can I ask you, does this have any value? The VHS uh, VHS type? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Star Wars? Hey, hey, hey. If I sign that there, it goes up 3K. I've never heard C3PO speak shit except for English. It does say hi fi on the side. It's worth $5,000. It does say hi fi on the side. Oh, my God. You got so much money there. John, at Jabba's Jabba's front door, he speaks a language to the door guy. No Jabba, no Bunga. They should should make him uh, speak in a Cockney, like a, you know. (laughs) Hello. Poor no Jabba, no Bagna is my favorite hot he, tuna. He's record. throwing batteries at a soccer team. He's <laughs> yeah. Manchester. Go ahead. We go to Adam. Adam, what is currently the highest grossing film of all time? <laughs> C-3PO, a Star Wars story. And how much um, you I'm going to go quarter and say uh, Avatars. Good guess. <laughs> It's funny because Adam's not doing a Brooklyn accent. It's just really. Can I, can I guess just randomly? Sure, go ahead. Uh, is it that stupid Avengers movie? Which one? I don't know. The last one. <laughs> Endgame. Right. Avengers. I, I back to, am I right? Am I back right? to the right, beach. Endgame is. Back to Bona Beach. Back to Bona Beach. Back to Bona Beach. Until there was any Avengers. I was. That's why I don't know nothing about Star Wars. <laughs> and we go to divided Pete. line. I draw a line as an artiste for the crane. <laughs> Called Stan Lee there. Yeah, you want to talk to me, talk to Stan Lee. <laughs> Pete, yeah. what dress size does Catherine Martin wear in Silence of the Lambs? What the fuck? What was the last question? Oh. Two plus two? What the fuck? That's the, that's the great big fat lady. Um... This is a great big one. How big does it go up to? What's the max size? Eight. I'll take a quarter at eight. Uh, quarter is incorrect, my friend. It is. Ten to six. Uh, Anybody else? Lane Bryant. No one else. <laughs> TJ Mag. Right. Twelve. That's where she shops. Fourteen. 
Wow. She was 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not anymore. Ryan, that was a wacky question, bro. Perhaps people know. I bet you if I call Eric in here. Yeah, all right. You know, you got to. I started watching Hannibal. It's on good. Netflix. Hannibal. It's really good. It was on NBC, so you're like, oh, this is going to suck. Like, there's no, no cursing. The NBC or one's really good. It's no. fucking good. You know who's in it? The guy from Star Wars. Uh, C-3PO? No, yeah. C-3PO, mm-hmm. is a, he eats a, he's a cannibal. <laughs> it's really good. Watch Hannibal on Netflix. Underrated show that got canceled because nobody watched it. Very good. If C-3PO speaks six million languages, how come when he talks to Chewbacca, he doesn't go... Right. I never understood that. Right. He can, you can't count Bayonne. <laughs> I speak Bayonne. Bayonese. We should we should recut all the Star Wars with the C three P speaking like a Staten Island. Right. I got a bad uh, feeling go. about this over here. Tilda. Holy shit. Tilda's gonna kill this one, I bet you. Oh. Kill this who one. The, who was the first African American to win the Academy Ever? Award for oh. best actor? <laughs> Oh, I got this. Right. I think I know what it is. Yeah. You've referenced them before in the past. Hey, take it easy. No clues. How much would you like to wager? Going to wager a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's a quarter. Go get a rat. And all that. <laughs> I've referenced him before, Dave. Over the hmm. years. Hmm. Stop it. Over with the, the years. Clues. The flashbacks. Three Over the years, my episodes. least favorite Steely Dance. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Metal Law Clement. <laughs> can, I, can I guess? Yeah. I think it's Sidney Poitier. That's what I was going to say. Didn't you, didn't you have uh, something with him? I thought uh, you and him back oh, in the day. We, we met once. That's all. <laughs> in, in the heat of the night, too. It was an affair. <laughs> Am I right? I'm wrong? Sydney Poitier, yes. Yeah, thank you. That's what Tommy was going to say. I know. Say. Well, he, he didn't. I went. All right, let's go around one more time. Yeah. Is is my mic on? Yes. <laughs> I just sucked at it. Three hundred episodes, like stank. It maybe being funny. Go ahead. Let's get off the air so we can hang out, John. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> By the way, a hard eleven. Can ele- I sing a song? <laughs> no, no singing. A no, hard eleven thirty tonight. I'm so sorry. Plenty man. of time. <laughs> I'll hurry so the game sorry. up so you can do that. No, you don't. Have I, to I wanted to be big tonight. It all, it all got tanked. Can we go? Can we go forty minutes over tonight? <laughs> Is that any way possible? I don't know. By the way. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're getting into ghosts. Uh, I'm actually almost done. This is my last round. All right, we might have room for Tilda to sing after this. No, yes, absolutely. Well, a call, call, call back Tilda. Brian Stack for a ten minute interview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, John, so what was it like? Oh, I'm my gonna, mic is off. This is TV theme songs. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the song, and you can tell Mario, we can hear you. you. Can't we call can it timeout. This is not a high school soccer game. I have a question. All right, what? Can we know our score so I'll know how much to bet? Sure. Because if this is the last round. Right, that's Here a good question. Strategy. So John, John's got 450. Pat's got 113. Mario, you have 300. That's Tommy has 900. With an odd number. Yeah, why does Pat have 113? Because that's what the math is. It was a quarter. It was half. Quarter of so, quarter. Right. Right. Adam, Adam and Pete both have 168. Be a round number. And, 
and Tilda has 337. Yeah, that's right, Bear. Who's the lead? Who's the lead? Long con, Bear. You are, Tommy. Tommy, I'm taking this motherfucker home. (laughs) 337 was my favorite. John's your biggest threat, Tommy. John, you gotta you gotta go all to tie Tommy and hope he loses. Wait, Tommy's ahead of me. How much is he? He's got 950. I never get this part of Jeopardy. I would always bet the wrong thing. Like, fuck. Got to go all in. One dollar, Bob. Right. Or you could hope that he misses his question, all right. and then you you would be the. What winner. does Tommy John have? Goes first, Mario. John what does Tommy goes... have? I'm pretty sure I'm smarter than him. I have nine. How many Oscars does Schindler's List have? What the fuck? How many wheels right. does Tommy have on his trailer? Three. Four. Four. Yeah. I'll give you. Oh, you got a bargain, John. Ready? Yeah. All right. Suicide is painless. Mm. Yeah, it takes on many changes. What's the question? What's the question? <laughs> Are you just saying that? It's, it's Are you gonna kill you? Theme song, and uh, ah. you have to guess what show that's from. Ah, it's Mash. All my money, all in. You are oh, correct. We're, we're tied, dude. That was a softball. Ryan. You see how I, I lobbied oh, and complained, and Ryan picked the a softball. Size of the big girl and fucking good. You, R- Ryan. Can I get extra <laughs> points if I guess the writer of the song? No. No, I guess the writer, Tommy. John, John Sebastian. Johnny, Man- Johnny Mandel. Johnny you can't Mandel. get any points. Stop right. trying to change the rules. I'm going to take points away from Johnson. you for knowing that. Stop trying to change the rules. <laughs> you, ever, you ever go on Jeopardy and, and scream at Alex Trebek the whole time? That's what you're going to sound like. You, 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 they throw you right off the show. Security comes in. That man's well, Mike, to Mike Upchurch did. Loose. Put your fucking mouth loose. Mike Upchurch said, I am going to bring down oh the capital structure of Jeopardy. All right. Did okay. I, I'm considering suicide. Am I? <laughs> I heard it's painless. Am I ahead? Let's uh, end the show. Thank We're you. Tired. We're tired. We're tired. Tommy. Tied? Pat, you got 113? Yeah, all. I'll give you, I'll give you the song is uh, the unknown stuntman. It's all over. These are the, the unknown stuntman. Name the show. Name the show that the unknown. Well, name your wager first. Uh, the fall guy. Yeah, I said all. All, you said okay. all. The fa- so all in on the fall guy. You're correct. I might fall from a tall building. I might bet it Pat Walsh, last guy to bet all in on the fall guy in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and we go to Mario. Mario, the street beater. Ooh, the street ooh, beater. If you can answer the question the without complaining, he's coming again. Point. This is a, he was. Yeah. What is what is what am I supposed to tell you about the street theater? What TV show is that the theme song from? <laughs> the street theater. The street beater. I saw Street Theater up and up. The Street Theater. Can you hum a few bars? You answered him in another question. Street Ah, Theater. Stop it. Look out. Here she comes. She's a Street Theater. She's a Street Theater. How much do you want to bet, Mario? I will bet. You can't bet uh, zero. Nice try. I'll bet it all Mm. and say I don't even know what I'm talking about. Hey, Siri. Kevin, what song is the Street Theater from? Uh You big dummy. The guitar player from Street Beat. I don't know a, the answer. It's in a Hot Licks DVD. All right. Uh, it's Sanford and Son. No, he doesn't know it. If he knows it by now, it's cheating. Okay, I'll go with Sanford and Son. He doesn't know. Can. You're out. All right. Valley- Thank you, Peter. Valley- do you know, do you know that Red Fox's real name is uh, Sanford? I love you all, Peter. I love you so. And you are out of the game. Good try. What is the answer, Ryan? It was, in fact, Sanford and Son. What? I did say Sanford Sanford son. You're cheating. You asked your son and and looked it up. You obviously didn't have any clue. You told him the answer. He didn't know. I could have been Adam, please mute Mario. Oh, you just pulled it out of your ass? Tommy, you're next. Mario Pete gave it to you. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Oh, bullshit. You guys could all told me the wrong answer. I didn't have to take it. In the plague. No more clues. All right. 
I appreciate you, Ryan. You're out anyway. Tommy. I appreciate yes, you, too, John. The <laughs> fishing you. hole. How much would you like to wager? I think bet zero. You can. It's a bet at least a quarter. Is it a TV show or a movie? Brian Stack. Can I steal? TV show. <laughs> I put I my glasses on for no reason here. You know? I'm going to bet a quarter and say that Barney Miller. I was Miller like, I can't hear stuff. good. Nah. Can what I steal? Uh, fucking. Well, uh, Jeff Howard's show. That's right. Wow. Uh, uh, I never would have got that. I have no idea. Eight, seven, no, I'm not. I'm down to. Uh, I heard the Andy Griffith show was a, a hotbed of uh, affairs and drug use. Mm. Really? Yeah. Look it up. It's all those pies on the windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Andy Griffith. What's his name? What's his name? Bum, 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 bum. Andy oh, Griffith. Andy Griffith. That's, uh... Yeah, but what's his name? Oh, the bar. What's his name? Otis. Not not Griffith. It's Otis. in the fucking title. Is it really his name? Yes. <laughs> what? A, see, what an egomania. I heard he's a real dick, and he would like yell at everyone. He's he's all busy. He's a jerk. Hey, he's trying to solve crimes. Like he's still alive, huh? Well, I'm gonna fix that. By the way, killed the governor, the president, Andy Griffith. Just okay, moving on with the game. Uh, I'm gonna go to Adam. You have 168 points. All in. Uh, all in. Falling. Falling. Yes. Mm. Uh, Alicia Keys. Ah, what TV show? What TV show? Call oh, it. Uh, call it. Call it. Next. Uh, it was a little-known show on TBS called Elevator Shaft. <laughs> Damn right. Really? No. Oh. Yeah, I mean, there, 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 there. Tilda, there, Tilda you got it? Yeah, Twin Peaks. That's there. right, Tilda. Uh, all of it. All of it. Never would have got that. Never would have got that. Should give yeah. you the points. <laughs> Um, then we go to Pete. Little help from my friends. Uh, oh, the oh, show? That's, that's easy. I'll bet everything I have on the Wendy is. Yeah. Oh, wow. I yeah. think too young for that. Never would have got that. Uh, good guess. Sadly, I'm not. Very good. Yeah. How, How many points? Did you I want guess to feel correctly? You want to feel old? Fred, here's a picture of Fred Savage. He's 72. <laughs> 168 times 2 equals 336. Hey, don't hurt yep. yourself. Then we go to... Then we go to Tilda. Last one of the evening for you. What's up? My daughter hey. actually farted the uh, three blind mice the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you fellas Making know I can score some? Come true. Oh, shit. What's that? Uh, you know, I'm going to bet true. all of it there. Can you repeat the title, please, for the audience? Because I stepped on it. Making our dreams come true. Uh... going to bet all of it there. <laughs> I just want to say... Happy, happy 300 episodes, Dan. Yeah, I can't wait to get Yeah! You know what I'm saying, Dan? Right, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Just want to remind you all that... You 300 know, was the, a terrible movie. Three, <laughs> I was not in 300, Dan. I am friends with Bill Pullman, but I'm not trying to brag, Dan. <laughs> the theme is... I'm betting all of it. Vernon Shirley. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say Vernon Vernon Shirley is the guitar player for a living color? Vernon Shirley? The Vernon Shirley. Is that correct? Vernon Shirley. Let's read the scores. Wait, what a second. Wait a second. What is the what a second? What is the theme song to the Vernon Shirley? Make, Make our, our dreams, dreams come, come true. true. Oh yeah. Shamil. Shamazo. Oh what's his name? Austin Pfeffer Incorporated. Let's hear the scores. Mario and Adam were eliminated from the game. No, uh, Here's to you, Adam. it all. Who's 
Lenny. Then we had Pat with 226 points. Then we had Pete with 336. Tilda had 674. Tommy had 675. <laughs> and John's our big winner with 900 points. You can complain all you want over my sound effects. No one can hear you. Just like the movie uh, No One Can Hear You featuring Tilda Swintron and uh, Willem Dafoe Jr. He's you going know, places. Tilda, we should say Willem Dafoe Jr. and I, we got a next movie coming out there called The Well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's at the bottom of the well. Right, there, it's the whole thing. I'm yelling at it. Let me help you, Dad. Let me get you. Give me Ow. your hand. I got Ow. it. I got Ow. it. Hey, John. Hey, John. Go Can see, I sing a song? Go see I the was well. going to say, John, no. after like a whole night of Tilda bothering us not being able to Listen, sing, what do you Listen, I've told you, you Tommy, not to bring, o- bring up Colbert show, and not, and you brought it up, and not, and not <laughs> to bring up Tilda Sw- Swintron singing, and you keep bringing things up. That I, I thought we had a meeting. Listen to me. I think it's time that maybe we should let Tilda finally sing. Uh, Tommy, before <laughs> I can't make it sing, another five minutes. Tilda sings, <laughs> I have an announcement, a, a twenty-second announcement. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you, everybody, to making three hundred so painless for me. Down to I ten really seconds. Love every minute of it. Uh, next week, my childhood friend is going to be on the show. His name is Mario Pollitt. He's a New York. I didn't agree actor to this. Who lives in Middle Village? No, no. And no. he, you will know him from. Law uh, and Order. King of Staten Island. Yep. Pete Davidson. Right. Deuce. Big movie. J-Lo's Hustler. Sopranos. Louie. Nice. Big so game. There's a lot to talk about. Excellent. Uh, yeah. His first movie was The Devil's Own with Harrison Ford, Brad Pitt, and Tilda. Were you in any of those movies? I've never been in a movie, Dave. <laughs> Come on. I've only been in art. All right. So I look forward to, to seeing you all next Good week. Good job, Mario. Good job, Mario. We look I'd forward like to that. I'd like to hear you sing, please. And yeah. actually, before Tilda sings, I want to say, if you like what you hear, you can go to iTunes.com and listen to our whole backstory there. You can go to Spotify. If you don't like what you hear, go to iTunes.org. You can listen to all of our episodes on Spotify as well. You can follow us on Facebook.com, Instagram.com, and Facebook. It's from uh, Facebook.com. Are you just going to name every website? Uh, If I go on Spotify and try to listen to the show, I'd be like, hey, wait a second. Uh, Blue Race the Cult's on here. Just go to that. (laughs) You can listen to it. I'm on it. I'm like like Tilda Swinton and Swintron and Johnny Depp. I never uh, listen to the show. We're at at Live from the Barrage on Instagram. We're at, at From the Barrage on Twitter. And you can follow us on Facebook at. Is everyone Facebook. writing this down? Live from the Barrage. And you can also follow us on Patreon. Thank you for having me. There. So you can go to patreon.com slash barrage. So Tommy, take care of the plugs. Appreciate everyone's professionalism. Good job. And uh, anything yeah. else? Uh, and thank you, Mario. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Pat. Thank I you, Ryan. Thank you, you Pete. Thank you, uh, thank you. Tilda Swintron. And we don't know what happened to uh, Sully, but uh, I'm sure they're somewhere in the, in the, in the weeds. And uh, thank you. Uh, did I miss anyone? Thank you, Brian Stack. I think it's Brian Stack. When I was a little girl, our barrage caught on fire. I never got the look on my podcast host's face as he gathered me up in his arms and raced me through the boulder, boulder dance. I stood there shivering in my pajamas and watched the whole thing go up in flames. And I thought to myself when it was all over, I thought, is that all there is to a fire? <laughs> the whole bit oh, built okay. up to that. Huh? Amazing. <laughs> is that all there is? All there is. Well, that's it. That's all. There, that's, that's all there is for this show. Is. We'll see you next week, uh, Mary. Who's the guest? Mario Pollard. Middle of the There is my friends. 
Then let's keep dancing. Let's break out the booze. <laughs> wow, you know what? That was the worst idea ever until this week. I love it. I love it. That's all. All right, we'll see you next week, everybody. That's why we yeah. saved it till the end, Joe. There is. He's a little, uh, I'm not even plugged in. He's a shit. Good night, everybody. And when I was 12 years old, my, my, my podcast host <laughs> took me to Queens. This is just the way I thought everything would end, by the way. And I had no expectations. You're riding high. Uh, let's April. see you next week. F everybody. And, uh, I appreciate you. But I see know you then. I'm gonna change Stick around next tune. week. Stick around next week. When I'm back on top, Bad copy. Back on top in June. There's a little Beatles coming at you. Yeah, we'll life. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. And as funny as it may seem, some people get their kicks stomping on a dream. Mute that shit. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, play. Because the light was on.